in the Hacker Public Radio New Year Extravaganza 2013. Dude, man, how do you sound now? Oh, I sound much better. Sweet, he's no longer sucking on the helium. What was the fix, dude, man? I restarted Pulse, and I logged out a few times of uh, Mumble, so I'm not sure which, I think it's just the Pulse. Yeah, I think it's the Pulse, or at least that's what I would be inclined to guess. The weird thing is that the person who's asking me about it doesn't run Pulse, so there goes that. Actually, so here's what I noticed what, what I was looking at before, and I sent him a message and you didn't catch this. Your, um, your, your timing for your packets was really long. It was like over 300 milliseconds, and there was a huge ping deviation. So it sounds like the packets were actually just coming across the network connection in really weird batches. And that's what was actually causing it to sound all scrunchy like that. Ah, interesting. But I still got it really long now, so I'm surprised it's still at uh, 40 milliseconds when I look at the settings. Yeah, how how no. was it only Whoa. two uh, two hours, Ken? I start this. At, well, I didn't start this, but just after six o'clock this morning, and uh, I'm at three, and two hours would be five. I'm sending an hour somewhere. Um. Dude, man, before you were over 300 milliseconds on your packets and like 190 something in deviation. Ah, oh, that's big. Thanks. Dude, man, part of the problem too is that we don't actually know how you're supposed to sound. So it could be that you've always sounded strange to us. Yeah, that's really <laughs> very possible. I have got a much higher pitch voice, but I've got this sound, sound box on the microphone to adjust it, you know? So I sound a bit more uh, <laughs> yeah. sensible. Very nice. I do the same thing. <laughs> You've got to have the self-explorate. You're okay. Are you yeah, sure? We, we talked to Dude Man every Friday night long after uh, Pod Brewers, and he normally sounds normal. Whatever that means to the rest of us, you know. Are we all normal? I think that's a no. I was going to say, normal <laughs> around here? Normality. What a hoax. What? That's that was how a child sound. Sorry, that was my daughter. She was just jumping up and down on my knee making funny noises, and I thought you guys might like to hear it. <laughs> and yes, it's sulfur hexafluoride, by the way. It's basically like the anti-helium, so helium makes you talk really high-pitched. Sulfur hexafluoride makes you sound like Barry White. And it has no harmful side effects? Uh, well, basically the same as um, helium. If you have too much of it, you will starve yourself of oxygen. But basically, no. I mean, you can breathe it in. There's a... a Jay Leno, I think, did it on the demonstration. And it's weird because it's a heavy gas. So you can have this... Uh, they had this... Uh, uh, it was, um, like a fish tank or something. And they, they poured this stuff into it. And they took a boat made of tinfoil or something and basically 
floated it on the air because the, the, it was lighter than the sulfur hexafluoride. And the really weird thing is the guy then picks up the, the, the stuff from, with his hands and pours it into the boat and the boat then sinks because of course he's poured it into the middle of it. So it's, it, but it's all with gas and it's just very strange. But, uh, um, yeah, look up, you can probably find a, find it fairly simply by you searching on YouTube for sulfur hexafluoride. Is that the gas you've got to be careful that if you if you get it into your lungs you can't get it out unless you turn yourself upside down? Yes, because it is heavier. So you've either got to breathe all the oxygen out or, like I said, if you're not careful, um, you breathe it into your lungs because it is heavier. Um, helium isn't a problem. Helium just goes straight out, but it goes out. Um, you, yeah, the easiest way is to turn yourself upside down and breathe to make sure it goes. So the Australians would be okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, sorry, obviously the Australians that make them more high-pitched, wouldn't it? <laughs> that does explain Peter 64's womanly voice. Good morning, everyone, from a very sunny UK. Happy New Year. 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 Happy Happy New Year. Well, I've got to cut out because I've got some work to do. Um, Happy New Year to everybody. And if I missed anybody or didn't get to say Happy New Year to anybody, Happy New Year. I'll catch you all later. See you, Neil. See you, Neil. So this is going to end with the exact same like original cast pretty much as when I came in this morning. Seems like. I wasn't, I wasn't there at the beginning of this. I was there for a little bit before all started and then... Went away for hours and whatever, and then I was around here and there. I recognize most of your voices. I don't match names to names to voices, but are you guys mostly like active HPR contributors? Not me. First time on here. <laughs> I've contributed I, I, one episode. I I used to be about number With the three best, for most number of episodes, but best episode um, title ever. I've been on two podcasts so far, saying that so. Tech Bites and Quirins. Yeah, I've been on HPR once. I'm what was your episode? Oh, the Pod Brewers episode. I don't remember what. Oh, uh, okay. Nerds need All groupies you... too, more than rock stars. Say again? Somebody said she's just a groupie. I said, uh, geeks need groupies more than rock stars. <laughs> I've not done an HPR episode, but I'm on uh, Colonel Panic all the time, so you might have heard me there. You haven't done an HBR episode? No, Sadly, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the counter has been reset. Everybody needs to do an episode for 2013. If you're Wait, what was the this, voucher deal? That was for 2012. It expired. Oh, moment. right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. You've got one hour and 52 minutes to use that voucher up. Not to start the discussion again. Dang it, Ken. You got at least four of mine in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm waiting for my husband to burst into flame, seeing as he didn't contribute one last year. You have That's your fingers what... crossed, or? Well, he did an interview at least. Whether he knew he was doing an interview at the time is another question, but he did an interview. You're you both, you both on the uh, New Year's episode a year ago, so. That's got to count. It doesn't count. It, that doesn't count. <laughs> that was the last year. Well, Darn I, mean, I, I, I can't even claim to be on last year's episode. I wasn't even around to do last year's last year's New Year's show. I'm 51. I was 50, some. You have only one show in the queue, by the way. 
Oh, come on. I just dropped one in the other day, and there's three you haven't done. No? Seriously, no messing. All your shows have been posted. From my... If that's not the case, we need to talk offline, because uh, I've lost them or something. I've only got Podiobook, uh Report, Dead Mech. The rest have all been aired. I don't think so, because there's the... Uh... Uh, the review on Synarch and the others I posted about that time. Just a minute. Well, Arch-related shows go straight to the, the trash bin anyway, so that would explain that one. Have you been logging <laughs> yeah, in again? Do no. let him in. Do you guys you all should know only each talk other? about Arch. I've only been listening to HPR for maybe a couple of months. A lot of you guys sound like you've uh, worked together before. Only I mean, I know you don't know each other necessarily like in person, but... But have you guys all been part of the HPR community for long enough to, you know, recognize each other? Yeah, uh, I, I, I know, hang on, I know, I know it's something like that too. It's, it's, some of them it is like they know each other. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not even sure I'm talking to here, really. Okay, Ken, I, I met Obcamp briefly at the Hacker Public Radio stand or whatever, and he said, I want you to come on to the podcast. And I, well, I've, now I'm part of this anyway. But, um, I don't really know who I'm talking to here, and you, you probably have, don't either as such, but it doesn't really matter. That's the point of HBR, it doesn't really matter, it's just people chatting. So all these Ken, new people are like, who the hell's this talking now? Ken, I <laughs> yes, know we need enough episodes, Mr. Zork. <laughs> and we need your wife, Mr. Zork, to uh, start con- recontributing some yeah, of our uh, episodes that are it, classic. It has been like 18 months since I last did an episode or something. Hey, well, uh, you're on this step one now, so doesn't that count? Sounds like you're all in confession. It's been 18 <laughs> months since my last HBR episode, Father. <laughs> Do you say, give yourself 12 Hail Marys. Isn't that something no, like no, the last no. hour Penance of the podcast? Penance is definitely is not Hail Marys. Penance is more episodes. Uh, shouldn't we be doing this with the fake Ken Fallon? <laughs> I, I thought we saved the confessions for the last hour of the show. It is the last hour of the show. Ken, I know, I know what it is because I'm, I am looking in the calendar. It's because I did not prefix those three shows with uh, my handle. It's cleaning the obsolete Linux kernels, copying a printer definition, and review of Synarch. Uh, those are all mine in a row. And there's Deep Geek, and then there's mine with the uh, Dead Mac, and then I dropped that horrible crappy one I did in the other day that was impromptu. Oh, yeah, they're cool. all yours, are they? Okay. Well, I don't know why I didn't prefix them with your name. Okay, fair enough. Hey, so does everyone that's uh, on here that's talked, does this uh, count as one podcast for the... No, this absolutely does not count as one <laughs> podcast at all. Wait, what are we all here for, then? It should count, like, Now eight, you tell us on the, on the 23rd it counts hour? for the 2012 one, if you haven't already done a show. If you listen to HBR, you There will be a 24-hour odd in the feed now, to... right? Pardon me, go ahead, over. <laughs> there will be a 24-hour OG file in the feed now, right? No, there's a four-hour one uh, just being FTP'd right now. No, I was going to say, we just split this one up into, like, the next three months of episodes. It's like half an hour here, half an hour there. No, it'll go out yeah. in, uh, in chunks for the next uh, week or so. I, I well, that's, pretty, that's still pretty cool. To... I didn't expect that. <laughs> I've tried to convince uh, Ken that, you know, everybody contributed to t- 1,000 and 1024 should be credited, and I think it's still all under me, so I I, I may wind up uh, bidding Nutclaw 2 for the year, which is 
totally unfair, but I'll take it. Yeah, oh, no, yeah one's take it. Be, no one's going to be Deep Geek. <laughs> yeah, but his were syndicated. That's not fair. Well, fairness has nothing to do with it, my friend. It's all about competition here. In that, ca- <laughs> in that case, I got uh, 53 episodes that are syndicated. I'll put in the queue. Yeah, we're only Dang, it's more surprise. you haven't even put them into the, into the Hog Brewers <laughs> queue yet. Yeah, I know. Why start now? Actually, I'm thinking of banning all brewing shows as well, simply because it's also another hobby I would be very interested in. And probably <laughs> would be more detrimental to my health than uh, than amateur radio. So anything that you're interested in, or you might be interested in, you're going to ban. Okay, I have a, that I makes have it many, really interesting. I have too many hobbies. I, have too many hobbies. I can sympathize with this problem. Well, Ken, I, I, I tell you what, I've I've been on the Pod Brewer show for like what eight months now, and uh, my my Mr. Beer is still in the damn box, so I think you're safe. Yeah, the thing is though, when you live in the Netherlands and you have access to some excellent Belgian beers, your anything that I could possibly hope to produce in my basement would be would fall very very short of what the Trappist dudes do. America's well, I, admit, I, I hear Nightwise, and it's like, oh my god, why don't you send me some of those beers? Yeah, they do really crappy West Coast IPAs. Uh, do you guys follow Source Trunk at all, the podcast? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, that's one of the yeah, ones definitely. I Yeah, I used to follow that one. So he does a nice review of beer in every show. Oh, excellent review. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Not Well, I mean, not, not that Nightwise doesn't do some once in a while, but yeah. Source trunk, that's what I was thinking. I find it kind of hilarious, like, how much time he actually spends talking about the beer and its texture and its taste and its feel and everything. I like it. Yeah, I love it. I'll never, you know, I mean, I would even if I wanted to drink the beer, I would never have access to the stuff he's talking about. And yet he rattles off the name as if, though, I should just go down to the corner market and, like, you know... Pick one well, up. it's like that. Yeah, there are shops here where you can walk in and just go and oh, well, I'm thinking the only there's only one um, uh, trappist that's very very difficult to get because they only make a they only make a certain number of crates per year and the limits you know you have to stand in line and get a token for that number of crates and they have no interest in making any more. They only make enough so that they can keep their license from year and year. Is it Pliny the Elder? No. <laughs> Is it Cantheon? Sorry, just one second. I need to uh, move people back into the HPR room. I'll get a link for you. Can you get, uh, Ken, can you get uh, Cantheon over there? Sorry, just back in a sec, okay? Hey, I'm looking at the requested topics here, and uh, I'm wondering, is that up to date? Is that the stuff that people want to hear about? Because I might be, I might want to do some episodes. I don't know how recently that has been updated, but I last time I checked, nothing was outdated, so um, I think tentatively the answer is yes. Yeah, certainly in the last uh, month, people picked topics from that list. Okay, I see I'm a couple that I might be able to, to um, offer some interesting information about. Any topic that's of interest to hackers, just don't forget that. As long as you like... Well, word. I'm a web developer type hacker, so you know I'm always <laughs> I always want to talk about code, but um, uh, I don't see any anything particularly related to web development here. That I know well, that I doesn't mean, mean it's disqualified, but you know that's yeah. fine. No, that means yes, fine. Talk about it. Though all all that's there is requested topics, just to get some somebody thinking about it. Those are ones that specifically people have asked for. 
Um, and I don't think we get enough of that. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, um, I have a few topics that I would like to hear about. There's, I've often had it from people where they've come up to the booth or whatever, or they're talking to me and they say, well, I have no interest in this topic. And then you say, well, what do you do for a living? Well, well I do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's a really interesting topic. And sh- of course, I'm interested to hear about that. The reason I asked is if they're current is because uh, one of them is how to set up your own blog. And that seems um, like it might have been more, like, like maybe it's a little easier now than it was just a few years ago. So maybe fewer people would be as interested in learning how to set up their own blog because, you know, like with a straight-out-of-the-box WordPress five-minute install, it's pretty easy. Well, yes, no, we just, we just had a, like a, a six-episode uh, series on how to do WordPress. I guess that shows how short a time I've been listening. I, I missed that one. I, I want to interject that, you know, it comes down maybe to the beer, but uh, listening to Source Truck, Dimitri, you know, so easily handles words. I mean, I'm kind of talking to you, Ken, but uh, Europeans, uh, I, I, I did a video review the other day, and it was just horrible the way I probably butchered all the words uh, about the beer uh, work, you know, the origin and where it came from and whatever. And just it, it just seems like uh, even you guys who English is the first language that you know that the European pronunciations uh, of some of these places and words just come so easily to you that it's it's stuff that the American tongue was not built to pronounce. Uh, you know, it, it, if you can see what I mean. Well, I think Dimitri lives on the border between, um, you know, he lives in Belgium, uh, where they speak uh, fluent English, French, and uh, Dutch, so and German, quite a lot of them. So I think he's at an advantage from a very early age. Fifty-one, fifty. Are you on about British English and American and differences, or just, or just different nationalities and thousand English? Or I, I was saying that different nationalities. I mean, there are pronunciations I've heard from some of the Europeans that, you know, even if I, I was trained in how to pronounce that word, I don't think I could do it. But you don't feel that so you're... bad. Have you heard me pronounce people's handles and stuff? <laughs> Wait, where are you from? 5150? Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, yeah, I thought the you South. American. It just sounded different, you know, it's like saying... Yeah, very much in the South. <laughs> Dang it, Soundy! No, I didn't mean that. I mean, it, it sounded like you weren't from America for a second by what you were saying, if you get what I mean. <laughs> now, I'm a, I'm American, but I live in Malaysia, and I've lived in a lot of different places. And I can tell you, uh, uh, one thing I think that most Americans are not inclined to learn a second language, and certainly not a third and a fourth. And another thing is, it's really hard, just speaking from personal experience, it's really hard, or at least it was for me, to pick up other other languages, um, and obviously you start as kids in other places. Uh, do, yeah. do you guys agree with that? Especially the ones that yeah. are not American. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, British. I mean, British people in general. Uh, I mean, I'm half Swedish as well, so I, I can speak Swedish completely, nearly as good as my English, which is good. But but in in England, you um, you well, yeah, you got to learn. You you basically you go to school, you learn. You probably learn French and German, and 
maybe not compulsory anymore, but but anyway, it used to be definitely like that. And um, and people don't necessarily pick up the language that well, or a lot of them think, oh, it's no point. Everyone speaks English anyway. The Welsh in Wales, they they know English, but they I think they got to actually learn Welsh at the school, which is good. Scotland, I think it's just they just stick to English really. I'm not sure quite, but. In general, language, I think in general, the idea, if you speak, if you know English fluently, a lot of people, including the Americans, including the Australians, you know, everyone really, I think the general idea is sort of, by a lot of people, not everyone, it's sort of like, oh, another language, there's not much point learning that because pretty much the whole world speaks English anyway, sort of thing. I think that's the attitude by a lot of people, not, not everyone. I mean, some people love learning different languages, but yeah. Well, not for the first time tonight, I'd like to disagree with you. Um, I think you've been a bit unfair, because if you're living in the States, uh, and the international language is English, and I've seen it here, you know, where French, Germans, and and yeah, I've even seen it in Belgium, where people from one side and the other won't speak to each other in each other's language, and they'll end up talking in, in English. So English is the international language at the moment, so uh, it's... If you're not a native English speaker, it's obvious you're going to learn to speak English. And yeah, then... that's that's what that's what I mean. If you if you're from another country, you will you will probably learn English because, like you but say, in it's England, international which, language. Which language do you pick? But if you if you're in England, right? If you're growing up in England, you you you. I mean, it used to be very much so compulsory. You had to learn another language at school. But I think they've changed that more recently but still schools are doing the second language i'm not sure 100% about this one but they have I, to have but, one language is it still like that are you sure yeah they have to still learn the second because they always talk about drop, dropping the whole option of the whole having to learn the second language at school but if it's not like that okay but it's still my point still applies that the general attitude from a lot of school children let's say is that that they don't really need to learn another language or they don't feel it's as important because, because like Ken said, English is seen as the international language anyway at the moment. Yeah, but that's not what I meant. So, what I meant was I will give the English-speaking nations a break because you don't know what additional language to learn. You know, It's not obvious if you live in the States, well, should you be learning Chinese or Russian or French or Mexican or, sorry, Mexican-Spanish? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're pretty different. Hey, well, it's, yeah. like, it's like English versus American, Mexican versus Spanish. So, French so Ken, you, French. You, had, you had to learn English growing up. No, I had to learn Irish growing up. <laughs> we, were, uh, we had to learn, I went to an Irish-speaking school, so... Um, I had to, we spoke English at home and Irish in school. So, uh, and then when I came here, but then I didn't know. I learned a bit of French and I learned a bit of German in school, and because you had to. But I had a zero interest in it. But when I came to the Netherlands and you kind of live in the country, well, you have to learn Dutch. Well, here you don't have to learn Dutch, but uh, uh, in fact, it's quite the opposite. It's very difficult to find a Dutch See, person who will actually I'm speak Dutch about. to you. I think Americans are the only ones who aren't so strongly encouraged to learn a second language. I mean, I had a year of Spanish in high school and also a year of Italian in high school, but I don't speak those languages. It was more of, uh, you know, just fill in time. Um, And I don't think it's because we acknowledge that it's an international language. I think it's uh, really almost arrogance. Well, my... If, there's loads of people I work with and work who uh, are living here in the Netherlands as well, and they are um, 
they're also fluent Dutch speakers, you know, without well, a drop. My, uh, you know, Spanish teacher in school was also the cheerleading instructor, and it was a deal where, uh, you know, the cheerleaders would pass. And I had two years of Spanish and really still don't, you know, don't speak it at all. Uh, I know some, but not not enough to get by. You know, uh, obviously I was giving Ken a little bit of problem. I mean, I, I, I would love to be able to speak Gaelic enough to get by. Uh, so, so would I. <laughs> One of the biggest problems I've noticed with learning foreign languages in the United States has, for me, more to do with the fact that I don't have anywhere to use it. The dialect yeah. of German they taught me in school was not the same dialect of German my grandparents spoke. And my sister who took Spanish, she had a few more opportunities to use that um, because we have more of a Hispanic population on the West Coast um, than a lot of places. But find a Hispanic person who really wants to speak to you in Spanish, it's uh, hard to do. I think I I see what you're saying as well. Again, with languages, it's kind of like, okay, you're going to learn a second language at school, but are you... Is it going to be useful? Are you going to be using it? Well, what like they're in- teaching you in school and the, the two years you're required to take in high school to get out of high school and into a decent college, what they're teaching you is not conversational language. You end up coming out of there speaking like, at best, like a second grader. Yeah, no doubt. When I went to, uh, when I was going to high school, um, they, there were ways around taking you know, a second language. So I never even took a second language in high school. You know, it's really not all that encouraged. And when I was when I was living down in uh, San Diego, I can't count the number of times I wished I could speak Spanish to talk to some of the people that were there. Because they don't want to, you know, shoot, they look at you like, oh, uh, I don't understand what you're saying. Now, granted, they probably wouldn't want to speak to you in Spanish either, but. Well, it was some of them, and I, I hate to say this because I don't like drawing these, these, these stereotypes, but in a lot of cases, I've found that even when you are speaking it correctly, there's a few out there who will pretend you're not because they don't want to conversate with you. They want to keep you confused. Time. You know, I, so it's, it's one, for their amusement, or two, because they don't want you to know that you're on the right track. No, that, that, that's rare, but it happens. I've seen it, and I don't, you know, that's enough right there to convince me not to speak. <laughs> Try to speak the same language they are. I must say the French uh, are fantastic for, um, if, you, if you want to learn a language anywhere, the, uh, my experience has been that they will be really slow and wait for you to finish your finish your questions, and, you know, you go into a bakery and ask for bread, and they will correct your grammar, and they will, you know, people in the queue behind will go, no, no, it's fine, carry on. Uh, whereas here, if you go in and ask for bread in Dutch, they'll switch to English and just talk to you in English. I totally agree with you. When I went to France uh, a couple years ago, I was, you know, I liked trying to speak other languages, and they did the same thing. It was, I'm sitting there trying to say something, and they helped me out, and I'd say it a couple times, and, you know, they loved it. And there's nothing I, uh, more rewarding a... when you're learning a language than, you know, people doing that. And, you know, you got, right, I finally got the bread. He is giving me the bread. <laughs> yeah. this bread. I've had a different yes. experience with my second language, and I think it's better. But my second language is Malay, and it's not useful internationally. But I'll tell you, the reaction that I get from people when they find out that I can speak their local language here, because I live in Malaysia, 
You'll I break your not voice, mate. Hey, Vince, you're uh, starting can't to break up. Let off the key for a second so your router can catch up. Either that or you were talking Malay, because it was probably about the same level of understanding for me. <laughs> I found the same well, thing I'll over work. in Korea. Koreans, uh, it was neat to be able to speak a little bit of Korean, and they say, wow, your accent's great, or something like that. Uh, when I was in Australia, did every time we met someone, we basically asked them, how do you say son of a bitch in your language? So I can speak bits of about 15 languages, but it's mainly sort of like yes or no or son of a bitch. And that's about it. Well, what I would be interested in hearing if anybody knows somebody... Pick up again from Vince. Vince, what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying, I've had a lot better experience than it sounds like some of you guys have had, except my second language is Malay, and it's useless internationally. But I've had such a wonderful experience when I speak to people here. I live in Malaysia, and when I speak to people here, they're so pleased. I just love looking at the reaction on their face when they find out that I can speak Malay. And yeah, um, I think that's a little different than what some of you guys are saying. My, I mean, like, like I said, I, I know Swedish as well, which, again, isn't really that useful internationally, but there's obviously the Swedish part, of, uh, speaking part of Finland as well. There's uh, You can sort of get by with it in Denmark and Norway, and that's, yeah, that's about it. But, but yeah, at times it does become, it can be useful or for whatever reason to know another language whichever language it is really when you at times when you're not really expecting it as well but it could you might you know might, for some reason it might suddenly be useful to know that language you might in some sort of situation so yeah yeah Vince what I don't do know say? whether you, I don't know whether you heard it or not but I was agreeing with you when I was over in Korea and over in Thailand it was the same way when I started to learn some of their language they uh they liked it what they were saying in the um, when I went to a Dutch training course in uh, in one of these language institutes that it was annoying me that other people were, were coming in and they were able to pick up the language and just move on and I was still stuck there with my you know learning I am a dog you know this is a dog this is a cat type thing and they were saying yeah but these other people have learned another language and their brain is already tuned to the possibility that language structure can be different and they probably already have a pool of words that have been shared in common with the two languages so um, even if even if you have a language that isn't used or, you know, that bears no resemblance, your brain is still wired to the fact that there is a possibility of another language and it's more open to the fact of learning it. I agree. One of you probably just learned Lodgepan. Esperanto for the win. Trey. Never. <laughs> I didn't hear I, the question. I just said Esperanto for the win. Because I know that, uh, in fact, it was you, Clarty, wasn't it? Did uh, a few episodes on it. Yeah, uh, this, I, the, what, they weren't ever actually intended for Hacker Public Radio, so they don't count, but yes, I did. I'm still studying it. I, I really, I'm, I guess I'm like everyone else, I just don't have anyone to practice with, per se. Although there is an IRC channel that speaks Esperanto, so I get a little bit of practice there. Would that not be a I, mumble thing, really? That'd be even better, yeah. I did want to throw in, I would be really interested if anybody wants to do it and help somebody out. Uh, a podcast on on the uh, restrictions and, and problems of somebody who, you know, I know a lot of people lear learn English as a second language before they come into computing at all, but somebody who has to who comes in and encounters the command line 
and runs things like grep and aptitude and etc. It makes no no well not the grep makes sense to us, but aptitude English words on the command line and it has to learn parts of English uh, to understand understand the command line, not necessarily uh, Unix, but the DOS command line, and a lot, you know, I don't think that's anybody's current contributor, but some of the current contributors may know somebody who have come to that point that they learned English as, the, as a defense uh, to, to learn the operating system, whether it's Linux or Windows or whatever. I I think I sort of following what you're saying, but yeah, that's something else really. The, I mean, by default, operating systems are in English as well. Obviously, there are different languages you can have translations, but going to the command line, that is, yeah, that's in English. Go to, go to programming language. I mean, yes, they're programming language, but again, they're you know partly in English if you like. So all all the markup languages, HTML, CSS. Uh, stuff like that as well. You know, they've got English words in them as well. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I meant. You get to that point. I mean, yes, you go to the uh, Linux GUI, and there are. it's been ported in various distributions into probably every possible language. But at some point, if you're... You know, if you're going to be an effective Linux user, you're going to, have to drop down to to the CLI, and I don't think that gets translated. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't. Same with programming languages; they are in English, aren't they? So none of the gap, none of that gets translated. The other the yeah, menus yeah, for programs that what do they get translated? Some yeah, yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you just change your environment and then run the command, it'll come back in a different language. It does, yeah, that's say, one of the beauties of uh, of. Uh, I've got all the the kids' laptops or uh, Raspberry Pis. That if you if they log in, it's in uh, their default language is Dutch. Everything changes. Also, if you do ls, the commands come back in 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 Dutch. Uh, you know the file names are obviously the same, but they come if you change dates, the 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 dates come back in Dutch. Everything okay, is in yeah. Dutch. Even right, Chinese, okay. which is isn't that still the interface Dutch. though? But that's not the programming language. I mean, like, for example, most programming languages have a print. Print is an English word. Correct, correct, yes. There's not yeah, gonna, yeah. Uh, yes, you know, like LS, if LS is instead of saying list in English, so you still got to type that in, so it's kind of using English there as well. Not the best example, but you get what I mean. Okay, your output, your, your input is still in English, if you like, or kind of thing, right? Your output is going to be in Dutch. That's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, the strings are translated, but they, uh, yeah, it's what uh, 5150 was saying, that the people writing the programs, you know, uh, for I in whatever, it's it's very Englishy. Well, that is exciting, though, that there there's a Dutch version of CLI. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. It's it, what, what was cool about it, actually, is... Uh, Don't forget the redneck version. <laughs> It's English that's been bastardised, though, isn't it? Because if you look at the word colour, the way the English spell it with the U and the way the Americans spell it without, so the programming language is, yes, it's English, but it's American English. 
I, yeah, yeah, that's that. That's something else I noticed. It's these language. Yeah, exactly what you said there. HTML, the old center tag, for example, it's spelled the American way, not not our way. And samples like that. So there's that as well. So it is in English, but it, the programming languages, but actually, but it's in American English, not British English. Uh-huh. And then you get fun things not like Referrer, where they actually typo- <laughs> yeah, not proper English exactly. Referrer was actually typoed when they when they wrote the HTML specs. So it is forevermore incorrectly spelt. And you can go to like the PHP website and it will say you use this command to get the referrer. And yes, it's spelt wrong, but that's because in the original spec it was spelt wrong. So they spell it the same way that the, the, the spec is, but it's spelt wrong. Yeah, also, uh, something else, whilst one subject of languages, I've just thought of it again. I mean, the Madeira people, the, like, a lot of them are French because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, like, take the founder of the board for example. Every time she's typing on on IRC or on an email or whatever, and I see it. I'm for, I'm taking using her as an example, but it's not just her. It's a lot of them. A lot of the French. They type in um, American English, not British English, and I find that a bit annoying at times. But how it is, even though French is so close to Britain as well. Well, does anybody listen to the BBC in our time show? We did. Yes, I do. There was an episode on typesetting where they were talking about I guess how, really how the uh, most of the E's and S's basic, are added to the end of letters. Uh, programming languages, the, the underlying length. ones, the lower level ones, actually were created by Americans. I mean, you could you could draw a lot of origins back to C, which were um, Ritchie and oh, I can't remember their names now, but you get the idea. There are a couple of Americans. Yeah, Ritchie and Kernigan, that's the one. Sorry, Jerulu. But why doesn't? What were you saying? Jerulu. I think that's a problem with the Android client not not letting uh, Vince hear whoever was talking. They need to switch over to Kelt. Yeah, I think he just Kelt? didn't know. Kelt is talking. that another Android client? I can check that out right away. No, no, not you. You're you're good. You're good by the fact that you are using the only thing you can use. But there's the uh, the people talking. If they're on speaks, then you can't hear them. Because you just actually, you don't know this, but you just spoke over someone, like, totally, like, just clobbered them. But it wasn't your fault, because you couldn't hear them. Oops, sorry about that. Not a problem. Hey, um, are you, uh, Vince, are you on a droid? Yeah, Samsung Galaxy S2 running Cyanogen Mod 10.1. Dude, man, do you have any chance of getting in touch with Kevin? Because this uh, MP3 feed is annoying. I've been trying to get onto his machine, but I can't get on there. And uh, he said he was going to send me some details how to get on there again because something changed. But I can't get on there too. I've been trying to email him, but uh, maybe he's asleep. I'm not sure. Ken, what we did what we did earlier was just move out to where the feeds were moving, like out to the root directory or whatever you call it, the root channel. Yeah, that worked fine. Okay, if you want to do that, that's fine with me. We can I can move everybody out there. Yeah, let's just do that. We can we can all double click. We know how to do it now. And away we go. And the race is on. Thor didn't right move now. over by himself. I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Oh man, I wanted to see who was left in the other room. Uh, it's going to be Verbal. Oh, uh, let's see Verbal over there. Wait, Vince? No, it's going to be Vince. <laughs> he moved to the wrong one. Oh darn, I forgot oh, he... Vince. Oh no, there he is. Oh, yeah. He's back now. Okay, thank you, because that was getting very annoying. Uh, am, I in a, in, am I in the right room now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll put everyone where they ought to be. I didn't. I didn't move. Did somebody move me in the right room? Yeah, I moved everyone. 
Yes, the, the big, the, the great hand of HPR is caring for you, taking care of you. Don't panic. All you need to do is record shows. Right, You'll okay. take care of the rest. Can I have yeah, that taken care of me, like, all the time? Because I, I kind of need it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll pick up rent and everything. Don't worry about it. On that topic, uh, just coming back from the icebox, I know that I should have got in the on the uh, workstation and dining room because it's getting more and more difficult to uh, work my way back from uh, the kitchen to the to to the workroom. Jesus, <laughs> what are you drinking, Fifty? Ah, uh, two eleven Steel Reserve. And I've gone back to coffee. Whatever inspired you to get away from coffee in the first place. But what are you eating with your coffee? That's what I want to know. Oh, we already we came back to food. We go back to food again. <laughs> yeah, we've done yeah. this. <laughs> the recurring theme of this whole show has been food. <laughs> I missed out that I wasn't here when you were talking about food. Come on, recap somebody. The three times we've talked about I it? I am banning three? Three. food and dairy cows, yes? So we have the list. Well, what other oh, food were you guys cows? talking about? Do I remember a story about eggs frying on a sidewalk somewhere. That's all I remember. Well, the paleo conversation from yesterday morning, the whole paleo diet thing. We were talking thing. about peppers at one point. What about oh, I missed the peppers. mushrooms and the supermarket discussions? And then the I vegetables and roasting them in, on a kebab, Nakla too? I missed that. That was a good one. Corn on a grill. Gotta soak it a long time first. And I wanted to throw in, you guys had have had tomatillos? Really hot ones. Oh, set, acidic ones at least. Yeah, those those are pretty good. They gotta lift the top of your heads off. No, I don't toma- know about that. But, tomatillos uh, are are green tomatoes. The small green tomatoes. They're not hot peppers. Well, oh. no, it's it, it's a different species. It's not a tomato, but it is like a green tomato when you uh when you use it in cooking. Okay, but they're not they're not hot like spicy. I. Th- Right at all. I mean, the ones I've had are just—they taste almost exactly like tomatoes. Well, they're they're very acidic compared to the uh, tomatoes we're used to here. Spicy. They are not spicy. They have I a mean, very low capsaicin you... index. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Your, your green chili is tomatillo based, usually not uh, not just green peppers. We say tomatoes in Britain. You say tomatoes, and I say tomatoes. You say well, potato, like throw, and I say I like potato. Oh, wait. What's the difference? It's all the same to me. Thank you. Somebody knows it. Yes, I'm not as young as I look, I guess. Yeah, you're, you you look really young from here, Sporksaber. <laughs> yeah, that font your, your name's <laughs> written in. Now that's a Nadu comment. <laughs> By the way, we haven't done community news for uh, last month. Anyone want to do it now? Well, shouldn't that be next Saturday? You are, of course, correct. Thank you. So how do you cook those 50? Well, I put them in a lot of stuff. There's, oh, uh... With heat. There, There is this uh, African recipe that I like with chicken and, you know, and vegetables. <laughs> uh, it's couscous from... Oh, couscous from Sierra Leone. You might be able to find it on uh, cooks.com. But it needs it it needs a little more than what's in there. Well, I throw a little wine into it because that that is would probably not be approved by the originators of the recipe. But uh, I you know 
uh, vegetables, I find, if you find the frozen vegetables with the Normandy blend, that is just like absolutely perfect. And I throw the tomatillos in there, you know, and garlic and, and, and stuff and a little bit of and uh, I could I could probably find because the base recipe is just a little bit bland, but it's good. What's the difference between couscous and polenta? Probably where it was invented. Yeah, quietness. Yeah, I think people are looking at the recipe and starting to drool or something. I was trying to find ways. Yeah, I was to, wondering uh, about that. I posted that link and then everyone got caught. Oh, you're broken up again. That's a shame. Welcome, Peter64, back for his second appearance. Peter! Peter! Welcome back. More like fourth or fifth. I I found the recipe. I uh, posted it into the mumble chat. Like I said, it it needs a little more spice, but uh, that's the basic recipe. I do that two or three times a year. From Cooks? Yeah, the one from Cooks.com. You're talking recipes again. You're going to make me hungry again. <laughs> we we just had the conversation about why the heck does this thing go to food all the time. Yeah, that's what you were talking about when I left last time. Why'd you go well, put the barbie on? Most important topic. Dude man uh, missed out, so we had to reintroduce him. So, who's been on from the start? I take a poke, he's still here, is he? Nope. No, nope, he went off. I haven't been uh, here from the start, but I've been a man for quite a long time now. Pokey, you big bloody sheila. Wait till I see you. But, Clatty, you've been on here since the start, haven't you? Yeah, the the official start. I, I don't know. There was some weird sort of start before the start that I missed out on, but I didn't know about it. I wasn't invited to that start. Well, You're not Clat- cool enough. Clat- That's Clat- the from an- another realm, and he doesn't need sleep. Holy shit. 5150's been drinking again. <laughs> Is that obvious, wow. Peter? Yes. <laughs> You're shocking. You and Thistleweb should just get a room together. Fair enough. <laughs> Peter, Thistleweb gave up three hours ago. It took all of five seconds worth of talk from 50 for him to figure that out. <laughs> that was awesome. What's <laughs> new? useless. So, I've, have you actually got a list of subjects to talk about? How did, Clouto, you were, like, in the organisation of this, did you just have a list of topics, or did you just make up shit as you went along? No, we had a we had a list of topics, and all the people who showed up pretty much showed up exactly on time, as scheduled. We sent everyone call sheets, of course, and uh, gave them their lines. I guess they probably memorised them to make them seem more natural. Uh, overall, I think the production went pretty well. Zoak was a little bit late, but um, other than that, everyone yeah, else lived. did okay. And yeah, they... I am not I... reading any of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and, and Klaatu did a really good job of grilling, I mean, um, interviewing some of the, the subjects as they came in, too. Well, it's yeah, to keep out the, uh, you know, the undesirables. I have to admit, I was a little skeptical of the uh, our format. I thought I would come in and find uh you know and i didn't get in i i, I set my alarm for five forty-five and didn't get up it was a little after six before i joined so it was 10 minutes after the thing officially started but i thought there'd be two or three people in and it's like man full full page full of people and it's been like that all day so 
you know, congratulations, HPR and affiliated shows and everybody dropped in because, man, we've kicked ass all day long. It has been awesome. And the HPR, first HPR show from the New Year show has already been posted. Oh, that is hilarious. So the first episode from this this session has already has been posted before this session has even ended. That's pretty crazy. And I'm editing the second one right now. Well, I'll just <laughs> later. There's like 30-some-odd people in here at uh, now. How many people were in here as far as the uh, maximum? Did anyone find out? I think we saw 42 or 43 for a while. We might have gotten yeah, up to like 45 about, or 46 total. I think about 50 people, something like that, one stage. Nice. Yeah, and there I see an Ocast Planet. I think it didn't quite hit 100. I think I saw it at 97. Did anyone say it over 97? But that's still pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, Door paid for 100, 100 for the whole day long. Um, can somebody remind me to reimburse Door for that, please? Well, there's the there's there's definitely a PayPal link on the uh, on the Linux Basics site. I think it would behoove everybody to go click on that. Absolutely, folks. And that's is, not just the guy. Everybody the, uh, in the chat thing? right now. That's everybody listening. You're getting the benefit of this great open uh, forum for so many podcasts. So. Get up off your wallet and do something. Go ahead, Vince. Oh, I was just asking if, if Dor is the guy from Podnuts. I listen to about 70 different podcasts, so I, I get them mixed up. Yeah. Dor does about 60, so... Yeah, yeah. If you say, is Dor the guy from X fill in the blank, you're... you're, you're Ninety percent chance More likely to be accurate than not, but yeah, Podnuts <laughs> is. Uh, well, now it is Door. It used to be Steve Cherubino. One of many. It's being it's being transferred to Door. So Linux Basics, uh, Android App Addicts, and a bunch of others. Uh, you know, Linux for the rest of us definitely. That's that's uh, Door and Steve Cherubino. Uh, and the rest, if he's not involved in actively in being being a participant, he's act he's active in uh, but behind the scenes and editing and etc. So yeah, doors the guy you mean. And, and welcome uh, Crayon. And just before we welcome Crayon, can I just uh, say that we're three minutes away from a time zone? Also, sweet. Want to um, point out that uh, thank. Uh, Stank Dog and the guys over at Binrev for doing uh, paying for everything with relation to Hacker Public Radio's website and also the guys at Lunar Pages for uh, not only the Hacker Public Radio website, the domains and uh, the Binrev domains, Hacker Media, uh, but also for the VPSs that they've provided to us and also for the um, uh, Linux in the Shell hosting that as well. So Big shout out to those guys. Thanks, guys. Represent. And also all the uh, product placement sponsors we've had for this show that they've been really great. You guys are talking like the show's over. There's still like an hour to go, isn't there? No, there's three, three minutes. minutes. It's Crayon, done. you showed up for the last three minutes. Doesn't oh, the yeah? HPR page still say there's an hour left? Yeah, that's the hour until the end of the hour, time zone hour. 
Time. I see oh, two hours and oh, one hour and one minute. There's two hours, isn't there? Two hours and a bit? Two hours and two minutes or something? I'm not sure quite. <laughs> but but, uh, I heard it's somebody like earlier say the time was wrong. Well, it's yeah. from when the time zone... All time zones. So the last time zone to enter 2013 is uh, just doing it in a few seconds. There's going to be a pretty long oh, read, right? So I was, so I, I thought there was going to be an hour left. So I came to talk for the last hour. Oh well. No, <laughs> no that's fine. The uh, there's right, the post show. You can sit on a crayon with 5150 and talk for another hour. <laughs> yeah. Get some sense out of it. Anyone going to post the last time zones? I um, also I accept donations too, by the way. There's a 24-hour post show. Twenty oh, seconds. Fifty-two Five seconds. Four, three, two, one, zero. Happy New Happy Year! Year. Happy, Happy, New Year. Year. Happy, Happy New Year! Samoa, Happy New Pago, Nui, Midway Islands, Jarvis Island, Kingman Reef, and Palmyra Atoll. I'll take Happy that opportunity to just stop the recording and start. Please hold. And we're good. Are we off an hour? Because like I said, I calculated it was 7 o'clock uh, Eastern, which would have made it 6 o'clock my time, and it's, I thought it was, it's uh, 4 o'clock my time, so... Right. I mean, it so shows another hour, but it should be another two hours, shouldn't it? Yeah, I thought it, it was two hours. hours. But it's just, just under two hours now. Hey, hey 50, right. did you do... Did you do those calculations within the last hour? <laughs> I thought there was no. I did, the next I did them with my dang globe, Spork. How is, you, how is it UTC plus fourteen? That's what I don't get. I think that's what threw us off. The first one is Samoa. <laughs> UTC plus fourteen. That doesn't count, right? UTC is the time zone. We're going from UTC to UTC. So whenever it's UTC twelve, that's when HBR show is over. And that's what well, then there's two hours left in that case because that's UTC the time plus important. fourteen. That should not be allowed. I'm banning UTC plus fourteen. Okay. <laughs> so, good decision. Time and date. It says American Samoa, Midway Islands, um, Alofi, Midway, and all that have uh, 58 minutes remaining. You know, no one's even heard no, of time no, and date dot com until today, and now we're like living our life by them. Come on, they <laughs> that's could be not anything. True. But, um, time, time and date dot com have been Samoa around since changed, back in the day. Yeah, says you. Did Samoa the... change dates on the uh, 29th of December 2011? And they jumped on our side of the bloody um, international dateline. So they've already celebrated it bloody 22 hours ago, 20, 21 yeah. hours ago. Yeah, yeah that was that as well. They, they moved, on, it's they moved time zone to, yeah, time like zone to be first or something. Well, yeah, that's Peter, right. I think yeah. you ought to send a, a, a surveillance copter over there to see. When when they set off the fireworks? No, I they can should... tell you they celebrated it an hour or two hours before us. So... We, we... But if you're doing UTC when it's twelve, right? So that's GMT put in time. That's just uh, that's just under two hours in that case because it's only ten. Just gone past ten. So basically, we have no clue what's going on. So no, there's one more time zone. We're going to do this thing until there's one one more time zone <laughs> to, to go. And it's not my fault if the day has suddenly turned into 28 hours. <laughs> Huzzah, that means well, I, I am can... here for the last hour. Yes, you are. Well done. All the, the last year, I can always start a recording when you all you guys leave. and That was the funniest part hour. of last year's show, it has to be said. Uh, by the way, 50, 
Steve Cherubino doesn't do that show anymore. It's Cody. He doesn't Cooper. at all. Nope. No, it's Cody Cooper. Okay, I get. I'm not caught up. Yeah, I love just how... go pass out somewhere. It's not Linux for the rest I of us. I am it's not Linux for that all of us. messed up like yet, that. Red. I like how Crayon just uh, debated his way into an extra hour in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, <laughs> that's when reality yeah, doesn't suit you. You modify reality to uh, comply. Hey, whatever you say, that works. You did it. And this is where you find out that I run timeanddate.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you did, it'd always be a day ahead. Well, saying that he's upside down, so it'd actually be a day backwards. Oh, wait, he's in Australia? Oh, no, never. No wonder. Yeah, that's why time's all messed up around here. You know, we we I think we've gone a day without uh, mentioning running over the fiscal cliff. <gasps> ah! Well, we almost went a day without it. Thank you, fifty. <laughs> well, by God, we're taking the rest of the world with us. Usually happens. Let me wish so, everybody a very happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. Happy new year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And to everybody, a Happy New Year. Was that pre-recorded? And God bless <laughs> us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that, too. And to all, a good up. night. Thought we were gonna get that as a, a keyboard. <laughs> Someone was doing that as a keyboard earlier, weren't they? Yeah, that sounded like a theremin, though. Actually, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, that yeah, was that. that was excellent. We should do that one for the for the very last. Uh, you know, when we cross it by, which would be two hours and well, no, less than two hours. Two hour and uh, fifty four minutes by my calculation. Fifty three, but okay. Don't argue with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going we'll by the, here on the website. So what um what topics are uh, still remaining? Has everyone done religion and politics yet? I food. think we haven't right, discussed we food, food yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I was food. just about to say. We haven't covered food properly yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. From the bits I heard, there was some food talk. I think uh, religion and politics was basically done... Just well, properly just before I turned up or something like that. Yeah, I think we knocked that stuff out like in the first hour or two. Yeah, first uh, I think the first three hours, somewhere in there. What about Apple and Microsoft bashing? Oh, good lord, that was half the show. Was All it? Right. Uh, what about Bitcoin? <laughs> ah, we had a mention of Bitcoin, but we did not like have an argument about Bitcoin yet. It's still awesome, the end. We, we were no, waiting not. for Peter to show up so we could actually have a real proper talk about Bitcoin. No bloody Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. So who here has yeah. bought something from Silk Road? Not me. I've been waiting would... to uh, have a look at it, but you've got to install that tour, don't you? Which I actually did once. What um, tour? To use Google Music. No, you said tour. Tour, yeah. Tour, um. yeah. You can't understand him because he's from Australia. It's not his fault. Glad <laughs> has had plenty of practice, so he sort of understands yeah, I'm the lingo now. Yeah, I can help. Yeah. Where'd Dinky you, die? Did you buy that tricopter on tour? I don't know. I'm going to actually do it. 
That's my New Year's resolution, to buy something on bloody um, the Silk Road. Buy drugs on <laughs> Silk Road. And I'm going to do it with Crayon's Bitcoin. you still got one, haven't you, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I've got one. to me? Cool. I'll hook you up. What's it worth now? Like six bucks or nothing? It was three uh, bucks a couple of weeks ago. No, it was it was like fourteen US dollars when I last checked. Yeah, it got Don't up to twenty three. That Jesus. Tell me it's gone down again. Yeah, it's worth I think nothing. your goal should be Sell to it. hack flying flying riches wallet. Translation, anybody? Yeah, yeah, speak <laughs> that was uh, a <laughs> for Does anyone speak fifty one fifty? Yeah, Thistleweb's the only black I know who speaks what? 5150. <laughs> it surely wasn't that bad. I'll speak slower. I said your goal should be to hack Flying Rich's wallet. It's that's a Southern anyone, accent, 50. That's what the problem is. It's so, a Southern accent. Um, so does anyone speak 5150? I still didn't understand him. Me neither. 5150 doesn't speak 5150. The worst thing is, I could understand every word he said. It just didn't make any sense that time. <laughs> well, Peter, the thing you need to the thing to, you need to understand is cat lawnmower fridge uh, ice cube. <laughs> oh, yeah. fifty one we're giving you a hard time. Ah, actually, Zoke's here. We shouldn't be picking on fifty one fifty. We should be picking on Zoke. Yeah, bloke, we've got a god with me here. How's Mrs. Zoke and little Zoke going? <laughs> Little Zoke is now taller than me. He clocks in at about well, six foot two with short. shoes on. Yeah. So it's um, just average. And uh, it is uh, it's his birthday today, in fact. Oh, yes, I tell you what, you, it's you now 14. Got is that right? Um, Zoke, you don't sound any better than when we used to do Lynx Cranks. Your connection's just as bad. Cylon. Yeah, yeah, probably. But that, that wasn't Mrs. Zoke who was on, was it? Yeah, I'm here. Ah, oh, g'day. We can do a sing-along, Mrs. Sackett, in another 49 minutes. I've been drinking. Oh, sorry. No, you did a I did a sing-along already with my sister at the bar tonight. It was fun. So do you speak 5150, Mrs. Oak? Uh, parts of it. My father's from Oklahoma, so I'm fluent in all kinds of strange things. Damn it, it can't possibly be that damn bad. I heard you damn don't bad. Worry. They're just messing with you. Yeah, we're just teasing you, fifty-one fifty. Just go have another beer. Good night, everybody. That'll do. You getting out of here, Red? Yeah. It's been nice talking to you, Spork. I haven't talked to you in a few weeks. Yeah. What time is it over there? Uh, well, about a quarter after five, or eleven after five. Wow. Good morning. Good morning and good night. Good night, Red. And good night, fifty. And good night. I hope you Red. feel good. I hope you feel better in the morning, but I don't think you're gonna. I feel fine now. <laughs> I understood that. <laughs> yeah, but a few hours from now, you might not. In the morning, don't bet on it. I have to take some medicine myself. Has anyone I've seen Red Exorcist around lately or not? He I was here earlier. Chat, I thought yesterday. He, yeah, he was in there yesterday, late at night. See, now I know you can understand me. How long's it Sorry, since you've you had a beer? See, I didn't understand that. One hand on the speak to talk, and the other hand on the uh, the can. No. <laughs> yeah, he might have gone now. Passed out with the keyboard. I'm still here.
Uh, okay, stop written on uh, on fifty-one fifty. We love you, fifty. We really do. What, what else would they do, Ken? I mean, they they have nothing else to do this time of night. It's early morning. There's loads to be doing. There's shelves to be put up. There's shows to be edited. It's <laughs> beaches to be walked along. It's latish morning here now. Latish morning. Happy latish morning. Um, Ken, I just wanted to say I'm just, I'm just going through my email now, and I see that you were trying to get in touch with me um a few days ago. Sorry about that. I was sort of. Uh, with going camping, I was um, yeah out of reach for a while there at the most unopportune time, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, I guess things sort of worked. You're I dead to me, Crayon. You're dead to me. <laughs> See, I thought crayon camping was like camping like you were in the channel camping. I didn't realize it was camping like you were in the woods camping. Yeah, no, I was literally, yeah, literally in a tent and all that. What part of him being in the tent and going out to his relations didn't you get, 5150? And, and I know you were sober for that. Well, I mean, I thought it was camping like you were in a game camping, you know, like with a rifle and, and uh, you know, that kind of camping. I didn't know it was camping literally in the real world. Excuse me. Yeah, I occasionally um go, to, go out to the real world. I don't like it very much, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> Once a year, I venture out the front door, and and yeah, I I'm I'm now really burnt because my skin's not used to the sun. So, hey, and Crayon, don't feel bad about Ken uh, saying that you're dead to him. He's still pissed off that you added an extra hour to the show. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, my dad's roommate. My dad will be coming home this week, but uh, freaked me out this week. It's like you got a tan. It's like it's the middle of sun. It's the middle of winter. It's it. And uh, he said, well, man, do you got high blood pressure? Well, I probably should, but I never have. Uh, so I'm looking in the mirror saying, man, do I, do I look like I have high blood pressure? You know? Huh? You don't look like you have high blood pressure to me. I was going to say, we can tell so well over the audio stream how you, you, yeah. you look like you have high blood pressure. <laughs> look fine to all us. So, you know, all you guys playing with me is not helping! <laughs> so so we've picked on 50 we've picked on uh anyone from australia is there anyone we haven't we did a pretty good job on on Clatu earlier we just gotta pick somebody spork spork we haven't done anything <laughs> to spork well you could tell me to post my damn shows but <laughs> i already did that what show do you have spork pod brewers ah yes 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 sorry not a problem yeah, didn't Ken? Didn't you reject those because you you didn't want to get uh, possibly yeah, tempted all, for another hob, banned. hobby? You're banned. Get off. Somebody kick him. <laughs> Although there are some nice beers over here, has to be said. Yeah, so much nice from the Mister Beer in Ken's basement. There are actually. A friend of mine was really into um, uh, brewing and stuff, and brought Ken. me down to a shop, and we just loaded up the the back of a of an estate or station wagon as you call it with uh, crates and crates of really really good beer and if you're only going to have one beer a month then it should be a good beer no doubt Ken was that you um, oh, 23 hours ago there was Garp. a picture of a bloke sitting around a table with a bunch of computers and a microphone was that you? no that was uh, Cornominal and his lovely wife that's my husband who's just joined us good morning oh, hey. good morning yeah he's back welcome back hey Phil. Oh, hey. He told us what that Ubuntu thing was all about. 
No, you're shitting me. What was it? <laughs> no, we're asking you. We figured you went out and figured out what it was about. Oh, no. I thought Popey was joining the, um, coming from IRC into the channel to speak to you, just as when we went to bed last night. Yeah, actually, he did. Did he, t- did he, did. he fess up? I'll, um, I'll explain. It's a it's an operating system. It's based on it's a Linux distribution, and um, yeah. it's crap. Yeah, is it, fuck, is it based uh, on Debian? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on Debian. Okay, so you didn't grill him hard enough, obviously. We tried. We tried every trick we knew, and he just wouldn't wouldn't give up the info. He said something about losing his job. Yeah, and he's only just got it. <laughs> Did anyone? I thought um, it might be appropriate this time. Uh, <coughs> to say hello to some of the people I don't recognize in the chat been sitting here uh, and I apologize if I do not uh, appropriately uh, pronounce these names Jack Owoski, Jay Newsletter, I know who that is Larson uh, see and I know who Verbal is we haven't, I don't know if we've heard from him in a bit and that that's probably all the ones I don't know, but uh, please uh, feel free to jump in if you haven't today. You know, you'd I think with a name break like anybody's verbal, train of thought. You'd think with a name like Verbal, he'd actually be more talkative. Whatever happened to Verbal's bloody podcast he used to do? It's still got laryngitis. He invested on yeah, you but put out a few. I think. What was it, Linux? Uh, Linux questions or something? Linux no. quiz. Yeah, Linux, Linux quiz. quiz. Yeah. Linux trivia. The Linux oh, Linux trivia. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you, Philip. So what's your plans for the year? What's, uh, what's, 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 what's everybody's plan? Do you have a plan? Does it really matter? It's just another day, I suppose. Well, Becky and I are starting our new year by going to the beach. We're going to walk along the uh, seafront at Skegness. Is it Skegness? Um, Mablethorpe. Mablethorpe down at Skegness. Skeggy! Yeah. Um, I've got some kids. family from Lincolnshire, so I've been to Skegness a few times. And in fact, um, for a, a while, my cousin had a, a poster that said it was like a fake Skegness poster. Uh, no, fake Mablethorpe poster. And um, it said, Skegness is fucking shit. Paid for by the Mablethorpe um, tourist board or something that has nothing to do with anything but i just found it funny yeah to be honest it's not brilliant but it's quite nice on new year's day i think we've been doing it for a couple of years now just to go down walk we walk all the way from is it Mablethorpe to somewhere else and then get some fish and chips and then walk back and take the dog with us and it's just a nice day out it's um, Thedlethorpe, where the seal sanctuary is down to, to Mablethorpe and then sometimes on to Skegness. But yeah, get fish and chips and then come back again. I'm wondering if, uh, wondering if anyone else is thinking about new uh, fitness or exercise uh, for the new year. I was uh, thinking about think, starting to learn boxing. I think about it all the time. I just never do it. That's what I was thinking. Boxing is supposed to be really good for you. Yeah, that's what I heard. Not Get so into good the, the other guy. <laughs> Well, it depends if you're any good, I guess. Yeah, you're supposed to use a, a lot of energy when you're boxing, don't you? So it's um, get yourself one of those um, big, what they're called, boxing bags. Punching bags. That's yeah. it. Get one Actually, of those. Lay into that. Lay into it for about two minutes, flat out. I bet you can't do it. Yeah, I was just looking online to get one of those, um, trying to work out what weight, you know. I wanted to get my seven-year-old son into it because he has way too much energy. Hey, there's an app for that. 
<laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> helps him. Or you could do a rocky and string one of your cows up. Oh, we do that. Anyone know for the check uh, the number of the Czech Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals number? I could tell you the uh, the contact for the hu- the cruelty to humans number if you want. What about you, Ken? What have you got planned for the new year? Oh, I have so many things planned. Uh, first thing to do will be um, drill the four holes that I need to finish off these shelves that are right above. But I didn't want to drill them because um, it's on the same circuit that all the machines are for this thing. So that will be thing number one. Thing number two will be a moving the larder to moving the computer room, which is currently under the stairs, converting that into a larder. Uh, I also need to fix, again, disk number four on my iOS SAN drive. So I think uh, SANStore, which is a NAS, uh, which I'm, does the NFS mounts to everything. So that kind of needs to be repaired. But in order to do that, I need to get my r to my old servers back up and running. Then I need to um, pare down the amount of software that I've installed on the kids' computers because I installed all the games recommended in the Raspberry Pi magazine onto their uh, Raspberry Pis, and I'm going to strip that down because there's far, far, far too many games on there for them to even, they're just getting completely lost. So I'm just going to do that. Then uh, those machines will be connected via another Raspberry Pi, which will be running a a squid proxy and an IP firewall, which will allow them to some shares on the NAS, but will not allow them out to the internet at all. Uh, except perhaps to certain sites. Um, probably not, though. And then I want to put in another um, Raspberry Pi as my front-end um, firewall and uh, firewall and general SSH tunnel terminator so that um, I have automatic redundancy and failover if one of them fails, so put in heartbeats and that sort of thing on there. Uh, then I have the XBMC project. Uh, when my... Uh, when the shelves are up, my wife can move into the uh, back room with her computer, which has also got a HDMI widescreen. So I'm going to configure yet another Raspberry Pi to the back of that run on XBMC, which will act as a source from the NAS. And I'm going to run on yet another two Raspberry Pis, a TV head end, one which will be using a $10, $15 DVB-T card which picks up the free the five free to air channels in the Netherlands. It will use TV head end or a DVB uh, blast to blast those across on the network so as a, uh, a multicast stream which the XPMC hopefully will be able to pick up and play with. And I've also got here in my hand a USB digital satellite TV tuner which will connect to the satellite dish which I have up on the roof which connects to the Astra 2D satellites which coincides to be the satellite where um, the BBC and ITV are broadcast in the clear and we can get all those channels here as well so I can redistribute those internally on the network over IP. And then I also want to work on getting the linuxlink.net. That is, that's pretty much it from technology point of view right now here in the house. Um, I've got a whole go of um, old computers that somehow just appear here 
you know, when my friends and uh, family get new computers, they give me their old ones for some reason. I don't know why. So I'm going to go through a process. I've got an external hard disk um, uh, tray thing, which doesn't work on drives over one terabyte, by the way, or three terabytes, by the way, but does work on drives underneath that, which wouldn't be a problem for these because they've got 40 gig drives on them. And I'm going to back all those up and uh, bring them down to the recycling center. And uh, what else? Yeah, tidy up this room a little bit, but that's kind of hardware. During the year, I'm going to clean out the shed and get rid of all my work tools and get some proper work tools, but just better quality ones and just keep them in the basement so I don't have to go to the shed all the time. And I'm debating whether to give the shed to the kids so that they can play it as a little playhouse or whether just to flog it for somebody. I'm not really 100% sure on that. So a pretty um, lazy year then. And sometime oh, by that end of the year, you're going to uh, edit a very, very long podcast. No, no, no. We'll be recording podcasts. That's just as a by the by. They, uh, we still have loads and loads and loads and loads of shows that I still need to do. And I know people have been procrastinating about um, they've wanted to do a show for HPR and they, uh, they haven't sent it in or they promised to do a show. Don't worry about it because... Um, I still have a show that I promised to do for Twat Tech Radio before Twat Tech Radio started, and that was in 2005, and it's entitled How to Point a Satellite Dish. Still haven't done that one. So uh, procrastinators beware, just send something in. Um, as far as HPR goes, we've got we've got the ID tagging thing to do. Um, we still have the upload form to do, which um, uh, Epicanus is working on. Cornominal, I said Epicanus is working on. Hello? Yes, uh, I was talking about Epicanus is working on an upload form, not to be confused with. Okay, dead joke. Anyway, um, we'll say, say it once more, Ken. It's this year Epicanus, in Hackapubic. not Epic <laughs> Anus. <Epicanus>. Thank you, <laughs> Becky. Uh, yeah, Ken, you seem quite the <laughs> Raspberry Pi fan from what you were saying. About all those Raspberry Pis, which uh, makes me wonder, actually, who else has got Raspberry Pi here? If anyone. I've Can I just one. quickly but... duck out and say Happy New Year to everyone? The beach is calling and so are my fish and chips. Happy New Year, everyone, and say I'll catch you soon. Happy New Year, bye. Happy New Year. See you later. Yeah. See you later. Enjoy. Cheerio. Peter 64. I... I've um I've had one for a long time and honestly have nothing to do with it. And then I did um because we had Jeff Hoogland on the show the other day, I put bloody Bodie on it and I thought uh yeah, I might make it like uh put an emulator on it and just make a game thing, maybe Stella might play with it and then but I I had an idea the other day and I've decided what I'm gonna do is I've got a weather station coming and I'm gonna hook it up to a weather station and have it um, pump data up on, onto the internet so we can retrieve it from the golf course. So does that's going to be my project. Does a guy in work is um, uh, he's actually my boss or my boss is boss now? He's got a Pi and he's using a USB transmitter to uh, to connect over that uh, uh, you know clap on clap off thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. They uh, click. Yeah, there's a 14... Uh, sorry, I, I'm getting them to do an episode on it. There's a simple USB connector in, and you can buy the whole gold peripherals, at least in the Netherlands, that uh, 
that these remote control um, weather stations can talk to. And then there's a whole uh, Perl-based application suite that can interface with that. But say, stay tuned into HBR for a complete episode on that. Yeah, yeah good one. Ken, that's what I was reading about. Yeah, the bloke wrote some pie script that pulls it all down, and and then he's got charts and everything on his on his site where you can see, you know, what it's been like the last week, month, and twenty four hours, whatever. Yeah, this this stuff you can turn on. You know, if you've got it enabled in the house, you can turn on light at a particular time, turn it off. You can turn on a fan in the bathroom if the differential between the outside and the inside wall temperature would be giving conditions to condensation. It will turn on the uh, bathroom fan. Maybe I'll, buy, yeah. maybe I'll buy a Raspberry Pi this year. I don't know quite. I mean, they're cheap, but then you've got to get all the like other stuff for them, it seems, or if you don't already have it, you know, and and it's kind of like, what would you use it for and all that. But and but a lot of people go on about them and all that, so Can you yeah, maybe. Us, you know, I've been, for years, I've been uh, interested in uh, low-power computing, right? And right in front of me is like a graveyard of machines that I've purchased. Uh, with that in mind, and now the Raspberry Pi is common, you can actually do this. So, like, uh, for example, taking an old LCD monitor, hooking up a Raspberry Pi to it, and you know, having just like the, the old chumby concept with uh, your little widgets showing you where the trains are, what the news headlines are, the RSS feeds, an IRC channel text thing at the bottom. Just when you come up in the morning, the screen would turn on with all the information you need to get yourself ready for the day. I was actually thinking of using my netbook for that, uh, one of my netbooks for that, because I don't use them anymore, and I've got three of them, and yeah, I thought that would be a, a reasonable use for one of them, because I don't have a little LCD. I need a hard disk for a, um, a, a Acer Aspire 1 PC if somebody has one. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I, want, I brought up the topic of netbooks last night, but I want to talk about, I just got the uh, A10 with an A8 ARM Cortex processor, and I can't believe how small this thing is, but, you know, it just comes with this uh, this uh, Android thing, which is kind of like a corporate-sponsored Linux, but you don't have control over it, and, you know, so I want to bring that up, but, boy, did the discussion get heated. I couldn't get a word in edgewise once it started. Yeah, uh... Some discussions are like that. You really try and get in, and you, you can't because too many people trying. But since you brought netbooks up, I, I bought a Asus EPC back in uh, August of what's now last year, 2012. And apparently, they don't make them anymore. Saying that, but um, it you know it was like Windows 7 Start Edition, and it's so light. It's like one kilogram. It goes in the bag. It's just so light. It's nice. And then it, um, I put. And then there's like, a, when I turned on, it's like, oh, a switch option on the desktop? What's that? I enable that, and it's the instant cloud operating systems, the Asus, the Spetsgate cl- uh, cl- Cloud, which is just basically a basic Linux distro with a nice interface, and it's got Chromium there, it's got Gnome, it's not, it's Gnome 2, really, it's got Gnome 2 games. And um, I thought, I thought, yes, this is alright, but it was the instant chip on operating systems I'd read about as well, that's what it was, it's not on hard disk. But then I obviously put my, um, when I set it up with my Geo 2 on there as well later on, and so it's, that netbook is quite nice. And um, I thought it was only 32 bit as well, but turns out it's 64 bit as well, it can do, and also it's good enough to run virtual machines. There was a guy at the lug with a Samsung netbook, and he was running virtual machine on virtual box, and I thought I thought mine wasn't good enough to do that, but it, but it is, so that's good as well. And it's 64 bit as well. 
Yeah, you brought up a lot of points. I, I, I've, I'm really impressed with this. Is um, first of all the lightness and the form factor. It's it's literally like a pound, and it feel it's comparable to my ebook reader. And I literally have a, a legal pad holder I get when I go to this meeting once a year, and I stuck it in there as a, as a case. And it's it's actually impersonating a pad of paper. I'm really impressed with that. Um, but you know, I, I've been talking about on my news program, the tech portion, about how. Uh, at least one major um, internet engineer is talking about the end of the of the uh, Intel era and the starting of low power computing and ARM processing. Processing. So I wanted to be experimenting with that, and uh, you know, I'm not having any problems. And I have the whole thing on a chip, as well as having converted an old uh, Pentium laptop, Pentium 4 mobile to uh, using a uh, CF card instead of a disk drive, and that just Board up my battery life unbelievably. Instead of a disk drive, do you mean the hard disk? Yeah, I replaced the hard disk in the in the Pentium 4 Mobile with a CF card. Uh, it's actually a device that converted a set a, a laptop SATA to CF card, and then the CF card actually uh, looks like a disk on the inside to uh, Linux. So you just do a regular install. Okay, right, yeah. The only thing with net the netbooks is. I mean, they, yeah, they don't have a C, on, doesn't have a CD, an optical drive, and obviously, you know, you're sort of supposed to boot off a USB stick these days, but, but that can be a bit of a hassle, or you don't have a USB stick that you want to put a distro on, or whatever, possibly. So, so, um, well, anyway, I ended up buying a external, um, CD, uh, DVD writer drive for mine, so, so that, that didn't become a problem for me, but, I've uh, uh, done yeah. an episode on uh, booting, setting up a Pixie boot. If you want to go back into the HBR archives for that, just for that very reason. I wonder but, if that I wonder if that Pixie boot is is um, specific to an architecture because that's that's my question. I would love to experiment with putting a regular distro on this thing, but I have no idea how to get a bootloader of my choice onto uh, an ARM Cortex or whatever it is. No, it'll boot. It'll uh, it should be able to boot. That sorry, I'm now actually thinking. Depending on the uh, BIOS and the thing, if it is if it does support Pixie Boot, then yeah, it should boot. The only thing is you need to configure it on the others on the server that it sends down the correct files. But you should be able to send cross architecture files down without a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won't uh, know even how to get into the BIOS actually because it's not like a regular laptop. It's not like do I do I do the F2 thing or I mean what do I try to get into the BIOS? Yeah, the BIOS, I just on just the subjects go with the BIOS. Uh, anything with my netbook is the BIOS, yeah. I mean, I obviously had to go in there and make it so I could boot up, up my external drive. That was one thing. But another thing is, it would, it would sometimes go back to, it would change the date to, it would just suddenly change the date and time on me to like 2002. And I thought, that's weird. And, um, one time I had some issue powering on, I think. But in general, it works fine and it still does. But I, did, but sometimes it goes change the date to 2002. Not again, the bias and change myself. But it's kind of like not if, if it's doing that to somebody non-technical, they would be kind of stuck with that date probably or for a while. But that was a bit odd. But other than that, it's worked fine anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. I, the date thing I read in the fact for the same company that makes mine makes uh, these net top desktop things, and they they actually have that in the fact, and they say it's because they don't have a battery 
that runs 24-7 on it, that, that, that reset happens. But yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, having a way of, of getting onto SSH from the road without having to worry about the weight of the thing, cause, you know, like I said, my, my, uh, heavy laptop, as I call it now, uh, weighs a ton, feels like it weighs a ton. It's great to just be able to throw something in the car, and if, if I need to get on, I know I can with SSH, and that's fantastic. Yeah, I know, it, it, it's so light, it's like, you just, I mean, I can just put it in a plastic bag, really, or, or in a normal bag, or whatever, it's just so light, it's like it's not even there, so when you're going about, about and about, it really is like there's no computer on you at all, and you sort of feel like, is it still there, <laughs> if you know what I mean, if you're out and about. It's actually uh, very handy on the train, because on the, um, I have a you know, widescreen laptop, and then you're bumping into the people next to you on the train and uh, if you've got a small little netbook you can kind of scrunch you up and just use it very handily like that so I, I do miss my laptop and uh, I kind of accidentally broke the hard disk on it so fortunately I'm laptopless at the minute I've got like a really, I've got like a really old laptop from that I don't use anymore and so but I've been using a desktop computer as my main computer and that's a few years old so actually my netbook is now in some ways, it's better than my desktop computer, which I'm still using my main computer, just because it's newer. But 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 yeah, laptops are a bit, they're a bit, you know, they're they're clunky, like you say, and you can and whatever. But a netbook, it's just well, well, I guess what you were saying, really, on the train, for example, or if you bump into somebody, or it, it'll probably be okay or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, mine has a 13-inch screen, so I guess it feels like a regular size keyboard too. Um, but you know, with the width is font is uh, normal. Like I said, it's a legal pad size thing, but it makes up for it in thinness. Um, boy, but I would I would cherish that. Uh, with my situation, this ARM processor is actually a little bit slower than the uh, uh, Pentium Mobile Four that on my big laptop, but. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, it's it's light and the, the form, fa- the, the, the the lightness, the lightness, the, the lightness makes up for so much. Yeah, I mean, mine's ten inch screen and that's that's fine, but exactly, it's the lightness. That's it's just kind of amazing how, in a way, it's amazing how you can have like a whole computer, equivalent to a laptop, really, in many ways, a standard laptop, but smaller and all that. It's just kind of amazing how you can have that for so light, like we're saying. So do you think uh, the the end of uh, the x86 might be near with these low-power computing options? Hey, me? Yeah, you and Ken. I mean, do you think, because, I mean, the idea is, I mean, I understand that this is going to put pack a lot of servers into a server rack, this ARM uh, architecture, if it's ever really widely adopted. So, do you think it might might signal a, a big um, paradigm shift, as they sometimes say? Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, at least no. I think desktops going to be around for quite a while. Um, I think you're seeing well. the decline of them, though. I think that's happened in the last twelve months with like just smartphones and tablets these days. Yeah, I was going to say something like that. Um, it's netbooks I've seen as sort of old as well, sort of 2009 if you like, and and BAs is planning on making them the PCs anymore, whatever. So mine's really a 2011 model, or what I've got. The cloud stuff is 2011, but that's alright. Um, I got it last year, 2012. Anyway, 
but it's sort of like, it is kind of about the tablets now, but I've been thinking about tablets as well. It's like, I don't have a tablet. I mean, I know about them and such. I don't have one. And, but it's kind of like, I mean, really all they are is a phone, isn't it, really? Except without the phone features, and that's about about the only difference, isn't it, really? The thing is, um, I, during, over the Christmas period, I was down at my, uh, uh, my in-laws, and two things I noticed. One was the amount of um, Apple products that are out on the market right now and that people have bought into. And secondly, I was using an iPad um, to uh, to get... I wanted to get some guitar tabs, uh, so I used an iPad for that. I wanted to see what it would be like on a tablet, whether it would be worth buying a tablet for to do what I intend to do. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Apple products on the market. Yeah, I've just thought of it again. When I was but, watching... Just one second. When I was... But, just uh, let, let me finish on this, if you don't mind. And two things I noticed about that one was it was impossible, incredibly difficult to do anything with the tablet. Uh, websites was difficult. It was difficult to type. It was difficult to send an email. And also I felt scammed. Bought this, uh, you know, in the Apple uh, store thing. We uh, spent two bucks on this um, program. And then it wasn't designed for the tablet. It was just like a feckin' iPhone-y size. And the whole point of the whole point that I wanted to buy the app was to see what it would be like because I have purchased that app on my Android. Um, it gives you you know guitar tabs for songs, and I wanted to see oh well you know if I do get a Nexus Seven or something, well what's it going to look like on a tablet? So I buy the app on the iPad, and it's suddenly this pissy little thing with a big big black. A uh, big black uh, rim around it, and even if you do two X, you've got this really fuzzy looking, um, fuzzy looking uh, zoomed in application in your face. I just felt really, really cheated. Sorry, but my point here is that um, the iPad uh, or tablets, you can't really code or do anything useful on them. Well, yeah, you have, you have a point there. Anyway, what I was going to say is you were saying Apple products everywhere. I, um, for example, well, yeah, they are. You see people with iPods and, and stuff like that when you're out and about. But because this fits in with the whole New Year thing as well. So when I was watching the um, the usual New Year's thing on BBC One, so Big Ben and it's Midnight and then the fireworks and people there in London. And I, I saw when they were going around the camera, I saw these like girls with their like i uh, with their like iPods or iPhones or whatever out, and I'm uh, so that fits in what you're saying there with how people have iPods and iPad phones. The other thing I was going to say is tablets. It um I don't think they can replace normal computers for quite a while. I mean, yes, they are getting quite popular. Same with phones; they can't quite replace the desktop. And the latest thing is this hy- these hybrids. Uh, Computers, isn't it? The tab tablet, and then you put a normal keyboard in, isn't it? What's yeah, the I... point of those things? I mean, uh, okay, let's talk about Deep Geek's point. I don't. I, I reckon Atom is going to take over from Intel. That's kind of obvious. But the form factor really doesn't matter, you know. Ooh, more know. in that, more in that, more in that, please, Ken. Well, that's it, Deep. They're going to take over. It's as simple as that. Oh, just from the PowerPoint and all that shit. Yeah, well, they're they're going to take over, and you're going to have specialized. You're going to still have some specialized machines, but you're going to find laptops shipping with ARM, and it'll just uh, percolate up through the entire uh, entire infrastructure. But from my point of view here, 
whether I work on my um, Raspberry Pi or whether I work on my you know shitty old HP laptop that's running Intel, it doesn't really matter. I'm doing the same thing. Cool, very cool. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, it, it's 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 a fascinating thing to watch a paradigm shift, and uh, I'm I'm amazed, you know, because we're going to see the the kind of uh, dead man walking attitude that we saw by the uh, BBS people toward the internet back in the day, I think. But, uh, sorry, Frank Trevor, do you want to say something? No, no, sorry, slip of the key. Okay. Um, the uh, form factor, what I find interesting about the tablets is it's, to me, a compromised device. What's what's funny about it, I just kind of laugh at this whole thing because Microsoft were the ones who came up with the tablet in the first place. Um, and they're completely <laughs> lost in that market. Um, what, were they? Were they? Yeah. yeah. They were. They, um, French Raver, can you please uh, configure push to talk? If you yes, I, I already have, I think. Okay, well, um, sorry. You, you just may have it set to spacebar. Some people seem to set it to spacebar and don't realize that when they press it, it uh, does it every time they when they're typing something. Sorry, I'll have a look at it. Okay, thanks. Yeah, well, with the Microsoft thing, I, I did hear they stored this thing. I also heard that they're on this uh, ultra mobile PC uh, push they stored with the Windows CE. But, <clears throat> you know, I, I really have to wonder because I think Microsoft's finally gotten a deserved reputation. Um, and I wonder how many people would get involved with Microsoft at all these days if they weren't, if it wasn't being pushed at their place of work on them by um, their uh, corporate. Um, I don't know, overlords, I guess you'd say. I think they're, they're time-renumbered, really, because you've seen... What I'm seeing in my workplace is more and more consultants coming in with um, Apple iBooks and st- or whatever books they are. And, you know, if you give... Uh, it's only a matter of time that the marketing folks can use uh, Apple uh, machines. So it's only a matter of time before the engineers go, well, I want uh, I want one of those Apple machines as well. And... You know, then it switches over and it becomes cheaper just to have a contract with Apple as opposed to having a contract with Dell. The only difference is, of course, they're so much more expensive. It's it's very difficult to justify it for businesses. Yeah, but the whole weird thing with with, with it is, to me, I mean, you know, I mean, I I don't understand. Like, I have a lot of friends who who've replaced their computing needs with their smartphones, and I don't understand fitting fitting my usage pattern into uh, whatever OS came on a device. I can't wrap my head around that as a geek. It's really, really strange. I mean, I guess I guess we need Nightwise here with his tagline to make the technology work for you, not the other way around. Sorry, what's your point? You find it confusing to do what? I, I find it confusing that people just, you know, say, okay, I got this netbook or I got this um, tablet or I got this smartphone, and whatever... OS is on there is just fine by me, and if they say I have to use it this way, I use it this way. I don't care what um, software I run; I just take what they push at me, and I just don't. Do you have a washing machine? Uh, do, do you have a washing machine, Deep Geek? No, I don't. Do you have a dishwasher? No, I don't. Do you have a toaster? No, I'm not a very domestic guy, Ken. Okay, give me some feckin' device that has some <laughs> operating system in there. Throw me a bone here, Deep Geek. A refrigerator. Does my car count? Yes. Do you replace uh, the operating system in your car? I drive a VW Bug. I drive a Toyota, and no, I don't, but boy, if I could, I would like to try. 
Deep Geek, I have to say, I cannot agree with you more. I 100% agree, and that's why every time people are like, oh, Android's great, it annoys me, because I want a Linux phone, and Android has stopped that from happening, really, because people have just, you know, they're going to that instead of, uh, you know, Mabo and Mego and all that sort of stuff. I still well, love my N900. I know we've talked about this before, but... Yeah, and I was arguing the other side of the fence, but now, feck it, I'll go over to Blade's Devil's Advocate. <laughs> Hey, we got to make radio time. We've only got, what, 28 minutes left. But anyway, okay, yes, Android in itself has made phones, the Linux phone, but I don't think it has hindered it in any way. It, you still would not have a fully Linux-based phone right now. Android gave the operators exactly what they wanted, was a tied-down uh, tie platform that they could deploy for free. And what it gives, what the side benefit of that for us is all these devices now have got a stack that will run Linux on it. And if you go to a hardware manufacturer and they don't, you're just buying the phone straight off the shelf and you had a project just to buy a Linux phone, it's a lot easier now than it was before to you know, take a Android-based kernel and compile that and then build your stack uh, non-Davic, uh, is it? Dalvik? A non-Dalvik stack on top of that or a GNU stack on top of that. So but if that, in that way, if that, that have helped you, us. You may be right, but if that's true, then I have not, if you know of a single Linux phone that's out there that's newer than the N900, tell me and I'll I'll buy it in an instant. But uh, yeah, I'm but still waiting the, for the next thing. Yes, but we were waiting a long time for the N900, and that came out of the blue as well. But that was a skunk work project within uh, Nokia that would but, normally have never seen the light of day, except it was a tablet. I guess the the my the way, it, and I know it's not exactly the same, but it makes me feel like the idea of. Um, you know, with software and and making compromise. If you if you do, and I understand, you know, there's a lot at stake, I guess, in some cases. But if you do make the sacrifice and say, well, this is good enough, it'll do, and pay money, then you're voting with your dollar to say, yep, that's what I want. And any, you know, the idea for me, it just it, it upsets me the idea of buying an Android device because that's me saying, yes, I like this and I want it. When I don't like it and I don't want it, it's just that it's the it's it's the yeah, next but best thing. It's the lesser thing. of two evils, surely, Crow. Oh, absolutely, and that's what I'm saying. If I were to buy one, if I if if nothing, if there's no Linux phone in another year or two, I may have no choice because the N900 is really showing its age now, and I'm I'm I push it every day to try and get the most out of it. But you know, it's getting to the point where I really need more power. If I may, um, you know, Crayon, my heart goes out to you because I think we're on the same level here. But you know, we got you just gotta admit sometimes that sometimes there's certain things you don't have control over. I mean, I would love to have a hardware device exactly built to my what to my way. The only way I can get that is with my desktop. I do buy custom desktops, and I can't go back. But you know, when it comes to something like this, we just might have to admit to ourselves that uh, we're, we're we're at the mercy of the market in a certain way. As far as the Linux, the the, the, the tied down kernel, I get a little bit of satisfaction. I I had to get SSH. I just had to, and I got. Uh, an app called Connectbox, and found out that you could actually use it to be a local shell into your own device. Uh, that might give you a little bit of satisfaction, at least I hope. Well, my work allocated they, the, um, me a, an Android phone, and yeah, I found that. But of course, the problem with the Android, you know, system is that it's there's, that is the lack of control. That's one of my biggest problems with it. And so I find that, for example, I can't even control what applications run on it. If you install it, it'll run whenever it wants, whether you want it to or not. So. At what I've got is that file explorer thing. I forget what it's Three called. Minutes. But 
I just back up um I just back up all of my uh you know all of the you know the the package files and then uninstall them and just install them whenever I want to use them and it's a real pain because you, you lose your configuration every time which is a real pain in the ass but I can't find a way to stop them from running. Is it yeah. uh, are, you, are you running Cyanogen mod at all? I, on that phone, on my work phone, I'm not because that I'm sure that would uh, you know void the warranty, or at least they would claim that it would void the warranty. They, it was actually that that made me move to um, uh, all the bloatware that was installed, the Facebook, the Twitter, all those horrible, horrible apps that was installed on my phone, leaving me with absolutely no space to install my own apps. What, what concern? What concerned me with with getting used to the Android was. Um, I I was actually very happy. I mind one's well, version four ice cream sandwich, you know, another ridiculous name. But um, so I was very happy that ice cream sandwich had proxy support because I said, you know what, I could like you know run you know ad blocking through my through my proxy. I have a proxy at home um, that I use for acceleration of the internet because um, you can never get enough speed. Um, but what really shocked me, and I kind of knew it was going to happen, but to see it was when the Android stock browser checked in with Google servers uh, without my consent. That kind of really pissed me off. Folks, it is now 1 minute and 30 seconds away from the end of the Hacker Public Radio 2013 party extravaganza. I would like to thank everybody who has joined. I would especially like to thank all the guys who helped put this together, who built the Mirror Network, Kevin... um, Kevin Wisher, Crayon, uh, Corbett II, um, all the Murr people. Oops, <laughs> push to talk. All the Murr people's Crayon, the links link dot net, uh, Bitemark, uh, Delwin, uh, Corbett uh, Poppy in the UK, Bert. Um, I'm sure I'm missing loads and loads and loads and loads of people who have helped. Sound Chaser, fifty one fifty. Who and uh, all the guys have been helping out in their room. Um, it's been a fantastic, fantastic effort. And obviously, we will continue recording after the show, but the official show ends in 24 seconds, 22 seconds. And from me, it's a big thank you. Remember, I've just reset all the counters. So everybody uh, owes me a show for 2013. Just one show, one contribution a year. That's all you need. Nine, eight, Don't forget not clap too, by the way, for credits. And of course, not clap too. I didn't do anything. I just showed up. Yes, Pinkett. Sometimes that's enough, baby. Happy New Year, folks. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We'll drink a cup of coffee. Join us now and share the software. You'll be free, hackers. Oh my on. God! Stop it! Free software song. Kick him off. Okay, uh, welcome. Uh, hold on, we'll stop the recordings for a moment. And welcome to Hacker Public Radio's New Year After Party Show. Where's 5150 when you need him? He's yeah, guys, still. After party. guys, I'm going to check out. <laughs> Glad to, all my best I'm gonna to you, go and happy new year. And I'm going to duck out as well, because Thank it's 3 much. o'clock in the morning. And I hate to think how early it is for Klaatu. So, it's been fun. 
take it easy and uh, lots more shows in 2013. Yep, everything he said for me too. So, can I'm later not going to. So, Ken, I'm only going to stay on a few minutes more. i got to begin getting ready for work, but I, I don't want to leave up any loose ends, so I just want to stick in for five more minutes or so. I'll, I'll stay a bit longer as well. Not a problem. I'll so, Ken, uh, can I talk stuff. about um, my, my project? Can I talk about... Sorry, Deep Geek, you were saying? I just wondered if, if, if it was a cool place to change topic. I, I, I wanted to uh, talk while I had you on the line about my uh, TGTM project a little bit. Sure, far ahead. Can, oh, can yeah. I just say, um, Bitcoin thirteen dollars forty four cent US cents um, at the moment. Um, I forgot pizza, to pizza. mention it earlier. <laughs> so there you go. I've got thirteen dollars and forty four US cents worth of uh, Bitcoin for Peter sixty four to use on Silk Road. Is anyone recording this? <laughs> nice. Not, yeah, I'm recording this. Yeah. So uh, Ken, uh, wow, I, I can't believe it. Thanks to the volunteer efforts of Pokey and Bobo Bex and Dan. Uh, my uh, little project, TGTM News, is going to be like a, a real freaking org uh, with multiple people working on it. I'm like so cool. thrilled. It's cool. And the best news is we won't have to listen to you waffling on. Oh, man. My voice must sound oh, like hurts. a drone to people it, by now. It hurts. It hurts. Well, oddly enough, I had a, a thing with where, where, where Pokey initially thought he could handle my controversial world news selections and then realized he couldn't, so I'm going to actually have them kind of specialize in the tech and leave the uh, world stuff to my, my private feed, so that should even help, too, uh, give, give greater variety of voice to uh, the main HPR channel. I don't know why you just don't do the whole lot uh, onto the HPR well, you know, I'd like to, but I, I did the survey, and actually, the, the the people who respond to the survey were actually split over the issue of of dumping the uh, the uh, world news stuff, and there was actually a split about whether or not it was appropriate for HPR. So I said, I'd better leave things as they are. Yeah, I'd say it's appropriate to HPR because if anyone doesn't like it, they submit their own show. Fine by me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but you know what's really the nicest thing about it is, is, is since I've been back on HPR, is I really want to get back to doing some standalone tech shows, and so actually having the help from the community is actually going to allow me to do that. Yeah, that's good. We, uh, yeah, I need to do some tech shows as well. Come to the, come to talk about that. Yeah, well, that's all I wanted. To, I wanted to, you know, say, you know, because I think it's just like the the, the fact that the community help is just like so amazing to me, and so I had to get it off my chest how you know happy I am about it. They are in fact awesome. I mean, this is testimony to it. Like the whole uh, the whole way this was put together, I had absolutely nothing to do with it. People just uh, volunteered servers, volunteered. Uh, uh, space volunteered VPSs put scripts together, wrote bash scripts, wrote PHP websites, volunteered to come on at particular periods of time. So it's yeah, like but that's how it's a ball. Yeah, but that's how open source free software works a lot of the time. People volunteer this, volunteer that, hosting money, whatever it is, really. Or sometimes even if somebody's um, laptops get stolen and they can't afford a new one or whatever, they might, you know, they might. Uh, say help them get money for a new one, for example, as well. In fact, that happened to somebody on the uh, GNOME accessibility team, I think, and they were away of some event and it got stolen, and yeah, uh, uh, or something like that. 
It's funny too because when you think about it, it's not that amazing. Like I, it reminds me just thinking of because I've just been camping, you know, with all of my family, and for every meal, it was just everyone just sort of went, "Oh, I've got a can of baked beans," and then someone else went, "Oh, I've got you know some steak." And before you know it, like last night, we had a, a massive, uh, massive meal consisting of twelve different dishes that just a small amount of each, you know, whatever we had, and you know, mixing all our ingredients together to create a meal and. It's the same sort of thing, you know, that everyone sort of brings to the table what they can. You know, I, I, I'm not talented enough to, to code the kernel and, and, and that sort of thing. And I don't have enough time to write all the applications I need, but other people do that. And, and I try to do what I can to, to give back, you know, and, and do whatever yeah, I yeah, can. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you, 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 um, if you decide to be more than just a user of the software, that's fine. You, you, it's your choice, and then it's up to you how you get involved and and what you're able to do, and so on. And that's how it works as well. Well, the important thing is too that if if you know the browser is created by one person that requires X amount of effort, then you know hopefully as much amount of effort is is put into things that they can benefit from. But then if extra people come along and just use the software and don't give back in any way, uh, you know, it's been created already anyway. So there's no uh, loss there. So, guys, I'm going to beg off now. I have to, I do have to get ready for work, but I'm so glad I jumped on this morning with you guys. It's been so great. Uh, happy New Year to everyone, and see you guys around the net. Bye-bye. Deep, deep, yeah, can I just, yeah, can I just tell you... Yeah, Can I just tell you that, um, yeah, that it's really, I agree that it's really awesome that, uh, you know, Pokey and others are uh, putting in because I really uh, always look forward to, to your uh, show on HPR and so I'm glad to know that it's, uh, that it's going to stick in there. You know, I'm I'm so glad it it's 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 it didn't die, and because I I I, I, I when I was going to go to two twice a month, I was very concerned about it, and then everyone stepped up. But you know what? I just um I don't think there's anything. You know, I'm trying to fill a need that I want want fulfilled. I'm scratching my own itch with it. You know, crayon. I'm scratching my own itch, and I'm just so glad that there's enough support to keep it going the way it needs to keep going. I find it very tough to listen to some of the news sometimes. Well, news can be like that, but you know, the odd thing is, is, is when I when I read stuff written by um, real professional news people, they always they have a saying. It's it's Ken. It's called uh, if it if it bleeds, it leads, and there there is part of a, a like like a morbid fascination deal with news, um, as well as the time based thing. I mean, you know, I, I think Pokey was a little shocked when he finally said, "No, I I can't do it, Deep Geek," uh, and I just on a one hour's notice just pushed it out the door with the part he had promised to record and couldn't and that, I'm not complaining um, but you know what it's 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 weird it's different it's fundamentally different than uh, tech podcasting okay bye bye thanks Deep Geek love the show bye Deep Geek so how many people are still here and are not bots I'm still here and I would love to talk about food and nutrition I I'm would not <laughs> I'm still here. I think we've done enough food talking the show itself. I'm I'm still here, but I am a bot. Oh, cool. I I plan to be a bot very soon. I plan to be a bot very soon, too. Um, I'm going to basically finish my cup of coffee and then probably head off. But I'll leave my recording running and everything. Cool. There's some, uh, just about the recordings, there's some that I need. Uh, My thing broke out in the middle, and while I was asleep, then I'd like to get them in order but i have enough for uh today yesterday shows already posted and i'm downloading the uh, files for today's show now
so I hope to get that edited and posted before I uh, return to the bosom of my family. Ken, I'll put all my all my copies online and let let you know where they are, so you can just grab them. Okay, that'd be cool. Thanks. Ken, do hey, you? Ken. Um, sorry, I'll <laughs> sorry. Wait. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to ask, just back to the the Raspberry Pi thing. I, got, I actually got one for Christmas, and I was just wondering if um if you had any Ken or anyone has any links to any good sort of resources. I've just I heard you mention the Magpie, and I've just uh, been downloading a few issues of that yeah, magazine to have a look. That's a fantastic place to start. The first, there's also a quick setup guide as well. The, the first, um, the first magazine issue is focusing more on how to install it. And since then, they things have moved on a little bit. So I don't know how much of issue one is relevant anymore. But after that, it starts getting interesting. What I really like about it is um, their introduction. They're introducing programming languages. They're introducing hardware hacking. And they're introdu- they're introducing it at a very thorough level to everybody. Um, there's a lot, if you're going to be reading that mag, there's going to be a lot of stuff where you think, hey, uh, that is... Um, yeah, I know all about this, and that's a pretty good introduction. But then you go and do the hardware, and you go, oh, am I going to be able to follow this? Or you go to some other section, you know, databases they've just started, and you go, am I going to be able to follow this? And, uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of walking you through it. Really, They're really doing a nice, thorough job. Yeah, the cover, the covers certainly, like the, the bullet points on the covers certainly, you know, seem enticingly interesting. Because I think one of the problems I have, you know, I, I buy a lot of the AVR-based processor stuff as well, and... My biggest problem is always, it, you know, I understand how cool they are and I know how to program them, but I can't think of any use for them. And so, yeah. How is that possible? Something. I keep seeing stuff the time that I could use for my pies. I have no imagination, that's all. Oh, come on. Hey, can I don't I ask, know. Can I ask a question, Ken, that I, I was going, going to just send? No, go on. Fire ahead. Um, I just wanted to check that you knew the, the episode I submitted a few weeks ago on food that I, I meant it to be the uh, submission from a new uh, new host. So if if that would change the priority at all, I just see it moving down and up the queue and, and changing. Just want to make sure that you know that that was the intention. It's the first hold submitted on a sec, show. Hold on a sec, hold on a sec, hold on a sec. Uh, hold on one sec. And it just it seems to me maybe I'm I'm sharing this information with the wrong group of people because uh, maybe that's not a subject which is actually interesting to to hackers. I'm not sure. And if are I you, am, then I would oh, happily be quiet and move away. Hackers, how do you figure that isn't the case? Um, do you, how, how come I don't have you is, as a uh, first contributor? Why I didn't send you an email. I sent you an email when I submitted it to to say. But I wanted the priority to be changed and what have you. Yeah, I know you said you submitted us saying uh, you wanted it swapped from the Arch Linux, uh, the one that was recorded on the Saturday sessions, up to, and I changed that. But you are a new contributor. How is that I, possible that I missed that? Um, well, I've only I've only ever given you syndic- one or two syndicated shows before, and I, I understood that would be separate from a new host, you know, that that wouldn't be counted. Mm, okay, maybe that's where I got confused. I don't know whether that would be separate as a new host or not. Uh, anyway, um, after you will be popped to the top of the queue. Apologies for that. Um, after the New Year shows are aired, you'll be getting, uh, you'll be coming out, yeah. Okay, okay, thanks very much. And yes. I don't want to, like, sometimes I'm too serious about food, but uh, it's just when I hear, say, you saying, you know, your, your kid faints when he gets out of the bath or when someone else says that their their kids way taller than they are, 
and uh, what I've been studying for the last 10 years, it gives me the answers as to why this is. Uh, if yeah, if well, people aren't interested, my child you said he fainted. Yeah, because he, he was sick that day. So don't read too okay, much into well, it. Well, well, whatever it is, I, I don't know. Only you know the details. But it's just um, what I've been studying myself personally and, and my practices. I'm not saying that I know loads about it, but um, I... I don't appreciate so much, you know, uh, the disrespect towards towards cows or towards uh, what I'm doing, you know, because I, I thought that people might actually be kind of interested, you know. And uh, um, Sorry, what disrespect uh, are you talking to? About? to? To you a little bit, to be honest, Kevin. And I don't mean to create some conflict here. I just want to, if if people aren't interested in, in health food or understand a little bit and understand there can be a lot to study and it is a confusing terrain, um, but I just wanted to try and share what a lot of people don't have time to study themselves because... Yeah, don't, don't worry about it, it'll be fine. I mean, maybe you missed it, but through, in that 24-hour show, food was brought up at least three times and uh, discussions. So there is an interest and everyone's going to eat it, don't they? So it's fine. But not, not sure. in the context in which I mean it, you know, not to, not to the depth or the degree, you know. Everybody's interested in food for interesting recipes. and it's just, I, I don't want to upset anybody else by by harping on about all this stuff or making a nuisance of myself. So i will be happy well, to shut up, you know. If you're they don't like the... it, they can turn it off, I guess, or not, or whatever, can't they? Exactly. No, your, your show is scheduled from the point of view of HPR admins. Your show is scheduled. You should have. Um, I understood that you were already a released host, and I appreciate now that it was that it was a syndicated show of yours that was released first. So that's obviously a mistake on my part. From the point of view of HPR, your show gets as much priority as anybody else's. So um, it'll be coming on, and if people disagree with what you're saying, then that is up to them. Ideally, uh, they would record a show. Um, and as a response and submit that back to you saying you're full of crap or whatever and um, I'm sure you would then release a show uh, counteracting that show and then we would all benefit from the discussion surely um, I know what you um, mean it's just I'm, I'm at a stage where I, I don't really I'm not really so interested in convincing anybody because the terrain is so confusing and uh, it can be quite emotive you know so um, I, I'm I'm not sure I want to waste so much time because I have decent food and health myself. So uh, yeah, I would just spread the word. I mean, if, if I've got a good hack here on, uh, uh, sorry, Lord, just give me one second. If, if I've got a good hack and I want to share it with people and it doesn't enrich my life, well, sure, I want to uh, I want to share that with the community. And your uh, your one on food will be will be added to the to as soon as these episodes come out, uh, it'll be to the top of the queue. Yeah. Okay, thanks. And the thing with uh, HPR, it's a very large audience. And if you worry about offending every single person there, you're just going to spend too much time on that. You know, people are going to find it interesting or they're going to skip it. I don't think I've gotten there yet, but, you know, I'm sure I'll find it interesting. I've, I've listened to all but one episode of HPR to this point, so release it go for it and let's hear what there is to be said they were i'm actually personally i know i've told you i haven't listened to it but i'm personally quite interested in hearing it because uh, my wife is very much into uh, that sort of food and from talking to you i must say that i do intend to be very skeptical about what you're saying because to be honest uh, you're coming so left to field with so many radical new ideas that i'm having 
it's gone contrary to everything that I've personally heard up until now. So now you're going to have to convince me. I mean, you don't, you know what I mean? You're going to have to put a very good argument to me and I guess all the other listeners as to what you're saying is true because this isn't about putting a new operating system in that's going to um, change everybody's life for the better. This is about changing somebody's lifestyle. And what might work for you, who is who works on a farm and is out outside every day getting lots of exercise and burning a lot of these uh, calories and stuff might not work for everybody else so I really do look forward to a good to and fro in the comments section and getting feedback from people on your episode when it does come the, the, the only problem is unfortunately these things I'm saying they are out in the mainstream a small portion of the mainstream in the US it comes from the US and it is a way of life that we used to have um, 100 years ago or 50 years ago in some countries. Um, and it has been proved to be resilient. What is actually radical and um, new is the way people are living now. And uh, you know, it's not really my role to try and convince anybody. And I don't intend to get into any argument because it's not, it's none of these things are my ideas, you know. No, it's that, just, that's absolutely so. fine. But you're bringing the information to the people. But what I'm interested, my counter argument, I haven't heard your show because as I've told you, I don't listen to the shows beforehand. But what I would say is that the world is, a, our way of working is completely different now than it was a hundred years ago. So what was correct for a man, quote man, woman, a hundred years ago, who was up at the crack of dawn, out working on the fields or working down at mill or wherever, might not necessarily be valid for today's life. Sure, the the um, calories in and out has been already demystified. You know, it's a fallacy. So, you know, if you want to cling on to that argument, it's just a, I'm not, a waste I'm of I'm not effort. clinging on to the calories. I don't believe and in the calorie thing. I believe in a good, hey. mixed, balanced diet. Guys, the thing I'll also say is don't mistake an argument for... Uh, discussion or conversation absolutely that yeah that's where i was going to i was going to say you know don't 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 expect that just because you're being asked to defend your position in a debate format that that's an argument that isn't necessarily the case no i mean all, all i'm intending to do is just to put out that information and the the sources that uh, that i i follow and i get it from is out there and anybody interested or has a doubt can just go straight to there because it's all been refuted and demonstrated very scientifically and uh, intelligently and that's the main reason that um, I feel so strongly about it and have put it into my into practice and seen the results you know that's excellent and uh, it's I know my wife doesn't she's not an audio person and she just doesn't understand what I'm doing here but um she hasn't listened to many of the shows, but that is definitely one that I have told her that she is going to be listening to because she's very into, um, she doesn't quote, I don't want to poison my children, unquote. Yeah, I, I, I thought that too, that you, she could, <laughs> that you could get her to listen to that one, probably, or something, yeah. Well, it, it might, and, I know, mean, sure, go ahead, Lord. Uh... And the uh, thing I'll say is, you know, like I said, I've listened to all but one episode of HPR. I will listen to this, and I'll, you know, be looking forward to what you have to say and, you know, what evidence you bring with you. I mean, I'll even go so far as to say, you know, I am the person who, if someone could bring a well-reasoned hate argument to HPR, I would want to listen to it. I may not, I know this is a viewpoint I don't think a lot of people have, but if someone could bring a well-reasoned viewpoint to hate speech, I would want to hear it. You know, not just some idiot spewing, you know, ridiculous bullshit, but if someone can bring a, you know, what sounds like 
a well-reasoned, thought-out opinion, I would want to hear it just because you never hear that kind of stuff anywhere. And if somebody does want to do that, it will get released on Hacker Public Radio, but you will, can expect as well that people will submit shows afterwards, um, giving you a, a contrary opinion if they have that contrary opinion themselves. Yeah, and anyway, all the facts which are in the in the, the show I did, I didn't do a very good job. It's it's difficult to be present all the facts which are in written form, especially when there are so many. So I'd really advise anyone to go ahead, and, as I did in the show, and, and read the source information yourself. A lot of the time when people are trying to do some audio, audio argument, it does take an awful lot of skill to present it very factually um, as the original source content was, you know. So I don't pretend to try and fulfill that at all. Just want to highlight it to people who've never heard of it. You know, if I ask anybody else, why do children wear braces nowadays? Nobody else has the answer, you know, <laughs> or even has the interest to think that they we might question the idea. Why does my son have to wear braces? Certainly, I think we all support um, the idea of questioning uh, in a scientific uh, uh, method uh, why we uh, and what effects do um, our, f our food sources have on us. And uh, I think we'd all support a very good hypothesis. Yeah. Uh, uh, can you make sure that there's good show notes associated with the episode so that people have references to refer to? The, the show notes are the links to the website, you know, um, that that's the, okay, and, and cool. the books which I mentioned. Beyond that, it, it's beyond the amount of time I have to regurgitate re it for everybody. I just want to, you know, as a lay person who's practicing it, to, to demonstrate the existence of it and uh, leave it up to people to really go and find it. If they have interest, why their children are taller than themselves, why the younger sibling is taller, why we have to keep going to the doctor, you know, the, the answers are all out there if we want to find them. Yeah, the only uh, the only thing about this, and I'm not pointing at you um, at all, Dupan. Yeah, so don't get sensitive about this. Is that there are there have been so many different diets and so many different books and research done, and this is very difficult to get, um, you know, good information as to uh, you know scientifically proven information on why this is because simply a lot of the scientific scientific researchers ha have not given it mm. enough time and even even for a population of you know what they're what they're arguing now is that uh, food intake in a mm. swedish village from um has still uh, affects the genes of the third generation of the family you know it just takes such a long time for uh, any of these theories to be uh, proven because it takes so much time and in that time the uh, lifestyle of the people in the tests have been changed so it's very difficult to get a, a good scientific basis and that, that's why I would be sceptical of anybody who says oh I've scientifically proven that this is an actual fact because there simply has not been three generations of people living in the, in the quote modern world as yet. Do you know that the so the, the, just to answer that quickly, I mean, there was the guy in the 1920s, Weston A. Price, who was a dentist, very intelligent person, and he did go and do a very simple scientific um, uh, exploration of, I think, 14 isolated peoples which had no contact with the modern world and their modern foods, and they had been self-sufficient on their own foods, and all of their diets differed apart from certain core aspects and he uh, he brought all those together, tested them, you know, 
thousands of photos, photographic evidence he did, very, very um, strict sort of sci scientific uh, procedures he followed, much more than anything that's been sponsored by, you know, the ph the pharmaceutical or food industries. Okay, but now you're now you're been, you're the one who's been biased because you're arguing now that all the other all the other case studies have been influenced by pharmaceutical companies when in fact I, I didn't I didn't say okay, that you no, said you that. Just, you okay, said, could I just say ones? one more thing? Can I say one more thing? Is that he also noticed within just one generation when they finally the those isolated peoples when contact was made with the with the civilized you know civilized modernized peoples and the food diets changed not necessarily the lifestyle but the food diet changed there was marked changes in the growth and the the, cha the the teeth and the structure and the healthiness of the offspring. And he also noted when he gave degenerated or damaged people the proper food that they should have originally, that the change occurred back in the positive direction. And all of these okay, things are not, documented in his book. Yeah, but that's not surprising. The same thing happened when the conquistadors came to the U.S. They brought disease and they brought change of lifestyle and change I, I'm of not food. talking about disease. I'm not talking about you disease. Know, I, know, yeah. I know you're not, but what I'm saying is that when change comes as a result of new foods, there are going to be changes. But the biggest change of all is the fact that we live now 30, 40 years longer than we used to, only a few hundred years ago. If, if you if you study that where you got that statistic properly and the actual statistics behind it, you'll find it's it's false. You know, you're saying now that people used to live. Uh, sorry, can you rephrase what, the, the, what, what the is peoples, false? And what? The peoples he found were living way into their eighties, nineties, hundreds, and there is evidence to show that it's just no one wants you to know that. You know, and they were living without um, doctors and without. Any kind of uh, kind of holding them up in their later years, you know. Okay, well, that might be those isolated peoples, but I know the people from my culture in Ireland. If you go walk to any graveyard, you'll see that the average age on the gravestones is forty, fifty, thirty. Yes, but the the people who are buried are usually, you know, the richer people can who can afford a gravestone. There are many influencing factors, you know. There's also there's also records. Uh, dude man in the archives about how long people poor lived people. and I would yeah poor people as well sure sure but 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 still you've got to those weren't isolated people who were live who were eating the correct diet you know that they, they aren't examples of of healthy the generation has been going on for thousands of years and eating bad food has been going on for thousands of years in the mass populations you know and diets but only in isolated people's locations where they couldn't get access to mixing with other people's and having, you know, more um, kind of cheapened and uh, industrialized foods, you know, more processed or cheaper foods, you know, lots of grains and, and uh, other agricultural foods. And they, they didn't just rely upon the skills they'd had for centuries or thousands of years. So it's, it's very no, much not, I don't, the point, the thing is, I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. But I don't necessarily agree that it's comparable to compare uh, isolated peoples in, in different uh, cultures around the place with what we have today. Because I'm not, I'm not sitting for four hours walking, for four hours hunting and gathering and eating berries from the stream mm -hmm. and climbing up hills and running down dales and building mountains and living out in the cold, burning lots of... I'm living a completely different lifestyle. I'm sitting mostly. I'm barely outside. I'm barely walking around. Um, so obviously, 
even if I was to eat their diet, I would become incredibly unhealthy because I'm eating far too many whatever it is. I'm I'm taking on a lot more fuel than I would need than I would ever possibly be able to expand. It's it's just not true because if 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 you accept that the calories in, calories out is a myth, it's more about what you eat. You need to eat high quality, nutrient dense food. Maybe you would eat much less than me, but you could eat the same foodstuffs. And, uh, you know, basically all the processed foods are what is uh, causing obesity. And there's a wonderful book called uh, Eat Fat, Lose Fat. It's just a complete myth. You don't gain fat by eating fatty foods. The exact opposite. Hold and on, in my fact, wife is here. fats I want her to hear required this. for catalysts. And, you know, this isn't my words, you know, and that's why I know your wife is going to be upset like most healthy, most people, healthy people nowadays. nowadays are going to be upset by listening to this, you know. To this, you know? Hello, Ken's, Hello wife. Ken's wife. Just, just before just we before get, we into, get that, into that, one thing I would like to hear a little bit more detail on is have they uh, done any comparisons in the rates of appendicitis at all? I'm not sure about the details. I'll ask my wife. She's sitting at the computer. She'll do a quick search about appendicitis, the rates of appendicitis. There are other doctors. Oh, let my wife come over and explain. Hang on. Come over. Uh, Hang on, gone. This uh, is my wife. A, there is just Speak one closer. example I, I'm aware of. It's uh, the Eskimos. There wasn't any single case of cancer of append, appendicitis, appendicitis. But once uh, they uh, converted to a industrial to a processed diet, they started to have these problems. But yeah. once they uh, came back, they stopped to have any problems like this. Wasn't any single case of cancer of appendicitis. Yeah, that's because their um, uh, diet is rich in uh, seal and fish, isn't it? Very high in fat, saturated fat, and they treasured like gold the saturated fat, as did people in the uh, mid-Europe with butter and lard from pigs and louis from bulls, you know. And it has there, there is very clear evidence, if you follow the money, that it is not easy to make money selling those kinds of things, and uh, hence why the industrial food production system has got in and infiltrated the the fda or whatever other food advisory committees there are and they've put, they've put the, food the food triangle upside, upside down, down you know? Know? do you want to you say, want to something, say ken? something ken sorry i can't hear you at all ken no you've gone dark ken still nothing you're flashing on and off but yeah no audio the next time we get to our camp what we all need to do is have little hand signs with uh, a little red mouth, and 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 before we speak, we want to raise those little red <laughs> mouths <laughs> and just bob up and down in the audience. That's it's, right, yeah. That'd it's be funny because I forget that the default mumble client has little mouths because it always I I run a different a different skin on it, and it's got little speakers. And um, yeah, when everyone everyone picks up, it talks about little red lips or whatever. I have to sort of sit there and think for a minute because I forget that that's what it uses. Yeah, it's it's going to be weird when we get to an old camp or a meeting or something, and oh my god, these people have faces attached to their mouths. What's going on? Yeah, good a good uh, costume would, uh, that you could wear along would just be a yeah a piece of card or something with the the picture of the lips, perhaps with perhaps with a little red LED behind it that you can turn on and off, and just your name on the front. I must admit, the the two things I've been converted to um, over this uh, couple of weeks I've had over Christmas. Uh, one has been uh, G Plus Hangouts, and the other one has been uh, Mumble. Mumble does rock quite a lot. Yeah, it's brilliant. It really is. Sorry, guys. 
if, so if any, got... j- just a second. If uh, if any of the people from the Mumble Project um, happen to catch uh, this 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 broadcast, thank you so much for putting the time, and the effort into yeah, getting yeah. Um, a, an open source. Uh, uh, client for uh, voice over IP sorted in such a brilliant way. We we really do appreciate okay. your work on that one. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can back again. Now. Ken is back. Hooray! That's a cool one, Frog Camp. We need to do that. T-shirts with the uh, the red lips on it. Yep, Did LED want, behind it. Did you want to put your wife on, Ken? I'll be happy to chat. No, with no, her she'll or... uh, she's familiar with the book you're talking about, and she wants to listen to the episode. Ah, oh, well, I'm really impressed if someone's familiar about the book. Even well, negative or has, positive. She has converted us to basically eating the food stuff that you're talking about. But, um, you know, we do eat uh, from the organic as much as possible, right? We don't grow our own stuff, so we're not like hardcore. But we're we're not eating sh- stuff with e-numbers in it. We're not eating uh, processed food for the most part. That's not to say we don't give the kids sweets from time to time or we're not completely gone off on it. So that's why it's very interesting. But if you are seeing stuff like the FDA, there's a big cover up and this big industry, I want also to see your proof for that. You just can't I, come out and I, say that I, and you prove I, I'm I'm not gonna get into trying to prove that. I'd be a, an idiot to, to messy myself. It. No 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 be be realistic here. Come on. You know, any individual trying to trying to point and, and get into trouble here will be just crazy, okay? You know, and I'm not gonna put my voice out or try to poke at it because who wants to get into trouble? Have have a look at rawmilk.com and find out all the troubles that they're having just trying to sell raw milk from cows. All yeah, the blocks, I, I, all I the investigations, nobody, all of that. Yeah, but that okay, do man. Right, if, if we take this to the to the topic of, um, this, and this is my personal opinion. This is not the opinion of Hacker Public Radio at all. If I was hearing somebody coming on here telling me about um, why it's better to switch from Mac from from Mac to BSD or something, and they were saying that yeah, Microsoft has got a they're in league with Lucifer and they've uh, they've conned um, whoever and they've made a concerted effort to uh, join the ISO organization to all um, true. Oh, exactly, all <laughs> true. That's why that's that's why I'm taking those topics. They there are articles and there are research prove to prove that that has happened so i want to see exactly the same thing if you're bringing any other topic here we expect the same level of proof in any of the statements that you bring to hacker public radio otherwise we will we will request more information on it and we will go shenanigans shenanigans not that okay. I don't believe that it's happening. Well, sure. I, I just mean, want cool, research in it. Call whatever ever shenanigans you want. You know, there. But what I bring up are um, opinions based upon what I've read and studied. And I, I I'm not gonna just through lack of uh, desire to want to put too much effort into it because I already have good food. But I, I get frustrated to see other people, especially children or, or women, suffering because you know often men aren't very connected with their food or, or very very engaged in in child rearing. And, and nutrition and I don't mean that to be really provoking men but it's it's true you know we men we're often very uh, very distracted with um, our careers and our businesses and, and technical things hunting, understandably hunting and gathering sorry what's that we're too busy hunting hunting and gathering down in the, the material river. financial sense yes I no know no not at all climbing up the mountains and uh, sowing our own fields and plowing our own meadows 
Yeah, but, well, once a time we were doing that and that had value and sense because we were ensuring high quality. But now we're just trying to understandably work in the system that exists and earn money so that we can buy the food. But unfortunately, we don't have the information about what kind of food or um, what quality it needs to be to make sure our children are happy. So th there's a link missing, you know. And I, I don't need to find evidence to that. You know, any, anybody can just look at the, the logic in it and either agree or disagree. Oh, what, what you, Dude, man, uh, I think in part we're, you know, you have to remember this is the hacker audience. We questioned almost everything put out in front of us. You know, when people like Kevin Mitnick, Adrian Lamo, Bradley Manning, you know, are being tried by the government as, you know, being enemies of the state, we're questioning what's going on. And in a lot of ways, you know, we're wanting nothing more, you know, than kind of the same thing. We're wanting to hear that opposing point of view. So, you know, don't think of this as any as some kind of attack on you. It's we just want more information like we would want on anything. No, I, I completely understand, and uh, I would just point you to reading those books and reading the, the source of the information. I'm, I'm not the best person at remembering all of the facts in order to prove every single argument. I'm, I would say I'm fairly intelligent, and I've been convinced over these last 10 years and seen the effect on my own children. Um, you know, I have a twin brother, and he eats the exact opposite, and his, his family have all sorts of well, no, he, he, it's he, the, the, what's considered healthy in the mainstream, and uh, he has all sorts of problems, you know, um, this, unfortunately. There's a distinction to make here. Um, topical empirical evidence is valid, uh, very valid, um, and it's the beginning of the scientific process, um, and it's very much of interest to us. Uh, unfortunately... Um, topical empirical evidence is only that. It is only the start of the scientific process. Um, to us, it's, ex it's extremely interested, and we definitely uh, need your input on that one. Uh, but there is a, a further standard uh, before we'll accept things as fact. Um, and that can't come from topical evidence. It's got, it's got to come from uh, consistent um, hypothetical moving to um, uh, theory, uh, and and that's quite a high bar to actually get over. Sure, I mean it's uh, it's up to everyone individually. I, I'm not here to. It's, I'm not going to try and make it my job to prove or to justify any of this to anybody. I'm just um, a lay person who's practicing something and happy with it and. Uh, just wanted to communicate it to friends. You know, I, I do give the, the sources the information and it's up to every individual to go. It's not that um, the, the sources don't exist on the internet and in those places I, I point you to, in those books, you can read yourself. It, I, I would actually be doing a bare service if I would try to reinterpret them. It's best to go to the source of information and find it yourself, you know. And I think we all agree with that. Dude, man, the you brought up something kind of interesting I'd like to ask you to... Uh, think about this a little more you said your twin brother has a uh, diet that is almost the exact opposite of you and he has all these problems but what about the environmental factors past just food you know are those well, my, significantly different that those could play a role in things as well it's just a myth to i mean my, my brother lives in the same country he has an outdoor lifestyle he was actually always much more active than i was until i came and did this um, he's he drinks too much beer. At least last time I saw him, so he's overweight from that. Um, when I mean he he eats the exact is that opposite. possible? 
how do you mean is that possible i don't drink i i just i lost interest in beer and i'd rather drink uh, milk and uh, kefir and kombucha they just have more taste to me you know but um to get back onto it you know it's just his children have some problem you know needing glasses at very early age problems with joints and i don't know what else and i don't mean to make him some kind of example and i do understand this isn't any kind of scientific proof but um we we just have a wealth of friends who we've tried to share this with and watching people suffer with miscarriages or children with learning difficulties or all of this or even minor more minor ailments that that's the reason I'm speaking out, you know, and uh, I really like this community, but I'm not going to go to such lengths to try and prove it because what's what I'm reading and the sources I get it from, they do a much better job than I could ever imagine, you know. I don't know if I really answered your question, sorry. No, for me it did. For me it did. What was your question again? Mine was uh, just... You know the differences. You know the environmental differences between your you and your brother. Could those be playing a factor in there as well? If uh, you know food wasn't, but you bring up beer, and that's you know in some cases highly processed, so that could skew the answer to my question at all. Yeah, to be, to be fair, to be fair, you would also need to um, compare proximity to things like uh, overhead power cables and uh, other electromagnetic sources for their effect on uh, genetic mutation and yeah. uh, cancerous cell development and things like that. So it, it, this is where topical um, evidence falls down a little bit um, in that those sort of things aren't taken into account. And it's also something that I would look for uh, in amongst uh, things uh, presented as uh, scientific evidences, to what degree are those other factors actually taken into account? You know, is is there uh, proximity to power cable, proximity to uh, industrial processes, um, feeding things out into the air? Uh, what is the 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 quality of the water that people are drinking? And so forth. Um, sure, sure. I'd, I'd, you know, if if I was to accept um, something as uh, proof, uh, I would need to see those other uh, environmental factors taken into account. I think that's what Crane was was getting at. I mean, the the thing I really wanted to say, and I didn't actually answer the question as I wanted to, but there's a myth that, for example, um, if you're trying to lose weight. There's a myth that uh, you should do lots of exercise because of this whole calories in and calories out. Hang on a minute. So I just had to quieten the children a little bit. But um, what actually happens is if you're already eating the wrong foods and you've got overweight, um, that you're actually malnourished and doing lots of exercise is actually just counterproductive because you're putting strain on all of your internal systems and your whole body. And uh, the advice that's been given by this this foundation, um, based on their experience, and it was pre I'm, I'm pretty impressed with the experience and the intellect with which they they write, is that can what, I just one, this one one point? Sorry, yeah, I thought you were Sorry, apologies. So, is that they advise you to start eating the correct food, and uh, as and when you start to get energy to exercise and to to start to do things, and then then you know, you will become more active, but not to force it unnecessarily, you know, which is against what we're, we're told in the mainstream, you know. I actually had a dietitian tell me that very thing, and when I did change my diet, I found that I wanted to exercise and started exactly. losing weight. But I didn't lose weight until I started exercising. 
maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know. Um, and again, it's and maybe on my an individual. Exactly. But I really felt a lot more like uh, wanting to exercise and had the energy for it. And another thing that I think a lot of people miss is my personal thing is sleep. Get enough of sleep and you feel better and yep. things process better. There is another study with, with what I consider empirical evidence and scientific background that we do actually need sufficient sleep before midnight and we need to have no lights and uh, flashing stuff. You know, so I've been personally trying to go to bed. Um, like they, they suggest two hours after the uh, sunset. And maybe that's a bit extreme for most of us, but um, it's worth a try. And then just waking up early the next day, you know, because that, that sleep before midnight is very critical. I, I agree with this very much in in terms of uh, personal experience, um, especially the bit about uh, light pollution. I've um, put um, uh, a blackout uh, curtain uh, in my bedroom. It's, it's not a permanent thing. It's, it's wind up, wind down. But I've got it so that um, the bedroom is completely dark for sleeping, and that is... Um, something I'd recommend to absolutely everybody. Uh, a perfectly dark room uh, and a perfectly silent room as well is is just a wonderful, wonderful thing for your sleep. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, um, I mean, just to mention the the background. No. <laughs> so just to mention the background, it's a really excellent thing. But I think there's a book called um, Lights Out, and um, they they talk about the harm that can happen to our hormone system over prolonged abuse of uh, not getting that critical sleep before midnight, you know. And uh, beyond a certain point, as you get older, maybe over 40, that um, it is irreversible, you know, the damage that it can cause and misunderstood by the mainstream, unfortunately. That's what Hacker Public Radio is all about. We can do a whole series of this stuff. Don't feel in any way restricted, you know. We've got uh, loads of people who are open to alternative ideas and we'll we'll challenge them, of course, but... Um, getting the word out there. It's like the, a perfect example is the Talk Geek to Me news. If we don't know about this news, we have no way of, if we're not exposed to it, we can't uh, challenge our perceptions either. Sure, sure. It's just, as I emphasize, you know, I'm I'm not going to, I'm a little bit lazy and, I, and I'm quite busy as well, like all of us. I'm not going to go to the, the effort to make it scientifically irrefutable or... or or to try and recap, recapitulate what, what other people who actually know what they're talking about. I just want to point people to different sources and bring up the, the ideas, you know. Yeah, well, if bring, somebody else bring, has done the work, if you're just giving us a summary of Dr. Blah, blah, blah's work, then it's up to somebody else who doesn't agree with you to read that work and go, well, that's a load of bullshit. All right, gentlemen. Well, I just wanted to make sure I got on here one more time before this all wrapped up. I just got home from work. It's been a long couple of days, and I'm going to get some much-needed sleep. Yeah. yeah. In a dark room, of course. We've only got about nine minutes left, haven't we? No, it's over. It's over an hour ago. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is the after show, but we're continuing on. Oh, should we go for 48 hours? No. Why not? <laughs> Because I think Ken doesn't have uh, the wherewithal or the RAM on a system to edit a show like that. No, I don't mind editing. It's just uh, my wife will kill me. I'm as as you're talking here. I'm currently m- uh, making shelves above the PCs. Just around something off that we started in the first four hours. Uh, I I did find um, 
possibly the best uh, entry in the Viz Profanosaurus. When people were talking about um, uh, seeding torrents last night, I did discover seed, noun, that which is scattered on the stony croft by Onan, the great <laughs> and great was the wrath of the Lord. Ideally, that would be a perfect end to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should uh, give that as the, the, the title and the... Um, uh, and the subheading. Well, as I said, gentlemen, you know, great talking to you all, and uh, I'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah, you nice to hear you. Take care. Okay, guys, I must get on as well. Sorry for uh, bending your ears. No, I'm not at all, dude, man. I love the conversation, and I'm really looking forward to your show. And apologies again for not getting it up. It was a, under- a misunderstanding. You will be in the uh, apologies section for the next community news. Don't don't worry about making the apology section, really. It's not necessary. You know, um, it's really not necessary. No, you're going in. Sorry, I was uh, putting up a shelf while you were doing that. Um, no, you're going in. Sorry, too late. Uh, the okay. rules have been violated. I need to apologize. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I can just quickly ask you here, Ken, you know, because um, sometimes it seems like there's a, a big fiff-faff about... Um, how to prioritize the queue and, and stuff like that. And, you know, ever since I, I started listening to the Hacker Public Radio or list, started listening to you guys, I was wondering what was the original desire to create a queuing system in the beginning? Because it seems like in the long run it's always prone to to kind of problems. Yeah, well, there was no queuing system, and I think uh, there was a period where um, there didn't appear to be a a way that the files were being released on a predictable schedule. So the queuing system was just an attempt to give a predictable schedule. Well, on one hand, it was an attempt to give a predictable schedule. On another hand, it was a, if we can make a, a logical way of doing it, then it can be scriptable, and then we don't need to worry about who submitted the show. I don't know if um, if you were still on at the time, but we when during the course of this show... We had a discussion about it, and we've decided that we're going to try at least for the next month or so um, publishing shows based on their uh, when the host last released a show. So yeah, uh, I, I did hear that. Yeah, so we'll I see how a, that works. Yeah, I, I was only wondering, and I wanted to suggest whether you just have like an additional feed, which is like an overflow feed, so that people can listen in any order they want, and they don't have to necessarily wait. And it might encourage new hosts. Or it, it, it's not that it sort of um, negates any any effective queue, but it kind of overrides it if people don't want to be encumbered by any queuing priority or anything like that. Yeah, and then it, the shows are all up on the website uh, in the queue directory. So you go to www. Oh, I know. I've, I've, I've listened to those already. But what I mean is just to make that more public and more obvious. Not that it's um, negating the queue, but I just no. wonder what your motivation for not doing that if you don't do it is. Because we're we produce five shows a week. That's what that's the that's the premise of Hacker Public Radio. A but show. why? Because that's the way it started. If if you want to release and start another network, uh, start no, I, another I just, network. I, I mean, I, you asked me to to justify what I'm saying, and I'm just asking what is the the rationale for that. And I, I the reason I didn't mention it earlier because I, I don't mean to create a conflict, but I'm, it just seems a question that nobody else asks. So I'm I'm just asking it, you know. No, it's asked. It's been asked in the queue quite a lot, um, quite a while. <clears throat> and first of all, 
the five show a week thing was decided by um, Stank Dog and Troops way back when they started today with a techie which was in 2005 so we had the format from way back then so it's been an established format we release one show a day every day a bit like um, uh, uh, NPR National Public Radio so you tune into the news uh, and a new episode comes out every workday so a bit like Morning Ireland if you listen to uh, any of the RT Irish podcasts which you wouldn't do but it's basically that is the format and like Linux most Alcon. mainstream media, to be honest. Well, no, like, yes, the most. But it's like uh, the Linux Outlaws choose to release, uh, say, the Ubuntu UK podcast releases every two weeks. I do as well, you time. know. You release, everybody has a schedule. This is just the schedule that they happen to pick. Oh, I understand. My argument, my argument for continuing it is um, that it is predictability. But we as a community decide, well, we're going to release shows every five days, uh, one show a day every five days uh, during the work week and that's the predictability so if we're doing that then we do that if we're doing something else then we can do something else the, the problem happened, i have is sorry, go on. what happened was um say about two two three years ago now was that shows were kind of been you might get three shows a day you might get a show for three weeks and then people don't know there's no consistency there's no trust there in the network and people don't know when the shows are coming, what to... Well, you don't know what to expect. That's the whole point of Hacker Public Radio. But uh, when you don't know that there should be a show in my feed reader, then, you know, how do you, how can you trust the network? Is it dead or is it pod-faded? Will I take it in? Will I get? Will I suddenly get 15 shows of... Uh, suddenly my pod, my MP3, or my OG player is full of shows? Or is it completely empty for a week? But with the consistency, and this is what people... It has been my experience that over the last few years, we've consistently released shows every Monday to Friday. Sometimes the time of the day may vary a little, but every single day there's been a show released and people know that Hacker Public Radio produces a show every day. I, I do understand this. It's just the the model of the mainstream and the, the professional media is that, you know, a schedule and you've got to fill slots or you've got to try and have, uh, space out the content. If you have a lot of great content, then you space it out and people have to wait. But both of those aspects, they, the sort of scheduling is above the, the actual content, and uh, one can benefit over the other, if you understand what I mean. What I'm suggesting or, or, or putting out is just keep the queued schedule for people who, who want that kind of reliance or who aren't aware. But since my MP3 player schedules everything itself based on the priorities I choose, then uh, don't enforce an additional schedule on, on me or other people and uh, just have an additional RSS feed which lets you listen to anything as and when it comes in, you know. And uh, I think that would make a lot of new um, hosts more happy because if they're disadvantaged by the, the queuing algorithm, then uh, they can share that RSS feed with people and uh, let people listen to, to it how they want, you know. You can have both and experiment. And I'm speaking now as uh, Ken Fallon as opposed to... Um, so, so speak, uh, speak uh, you, you're always speaking as Ken Fallon to me. No, <laughs> you just be yourself, you know. What I'm saying is that... Um, sorry, have you gone sorry, dark I'm again? just uh, but, um, having some issues here. What I'm saying is that uh, the 
they um, I don't agree with that personally because uh, if you have two different feeds, people would not know what feed uh, when a show was released. Did you listen to Thursday's show? Um, it will come whenever. It wouldn't be on the website. Uh, I have no interest in doing that whatsoever. But feel free send an email to hpr at hackerpublicradio.org, the mailing list, and start a discussion on that. But I have no interest in doing it myself. I understand your justification because you feel it might create confusion, but um, at the same point, and, and that's the reason I'm bringing it up with you, because I don't want to create conflict in, in any kind of mailing list or, or waste my time or anyone else's time. That's the reason no, I'm mentioning it, it to you bring, I don't want to bring it up on the mailing list so that all the members of the community can discuss it. I'm not HPR. I'm just one guy who happens to be uh, helping out with Hacker Public Radio. So send an email to the mailing list and make the suggestion. But you did create Hacker Public Radio in the beginning, no? No, I did not, no. I just stepped in when Hacker Public Radio was not releasing shows on a regular basis, when shows were going into the queue and nobody had a clue when their show was going to be released. There was shows in the backlog. And uh, so I offered to, uh, do we shut down Hacker Public Radio or do we continue on? Hacker Public Radio is absolutely and totally not my deal. And I look forward to the day when I can go back to just making shows and other people will step up and uh, or that we get the whole thing automated and scripted. And that's the whole point. Okay, and, I never realized that. I'm sorry. I, I And there has been discussion on the mailing list uh, about this already, about uh, whether we should do it from an anarchy point of view so that anything that comes in goes out and um, the... The discussions of that went round and round, and it was basically agreed that we would continue doing it on a predictable schedule for the reasons that I've said, that it's a predictable schedule and that that's what we signed up for. If we signed up for something else, then if we started a you know randomradio.org that you just tune in and occasionally you get big bursts of media, that's absolutely fine. And if you want to, you can plug in runrandomradio.org or whatever and do the RSS feeds and use the HPR stuff as it comes in. That's absolutely fine. And I have no problem facilitating that with you as well. But um, this is the premise that Hacker Public Radio has started off. One show a week, five days a week. And uh, you don't know what the show will be and you'll get it. But as I said, again, I'm not Hacker Public Radio by any means. So if you want to reopen the discussion, do that on the mailing list and let people uh, chime in. Okay, no problem. I, I did actually create a, or found a PHP script which which would do that, and I have it on my website that um, goes into the FTP directory, directory and just uh, creates an RSS feed from those incoming ones, you know. But, um, you know, I, I say this to you, but I it's not my intention intention to get too, too directly involved because uh, I don't have that much time, so I, I don't want to interfere too much. But just just as a host, I know it's kind of frustrating waiting for it to appear or not knowing where it's going to appear you know or misunderstanding the the prioritization of the cues and that and that's why i make this this suggestion just uh, as that well that will that will be hopefully a bit clearer now that we uh, if you've got a ho- if you've got a host name then it uh, it will look at your last published date and it'll just sort by that and whoever's first is first and that way we can keep the calendar uh fairly up-to-date and fairly realistic but you know that's the point of view if it's a feast or a famine all always here on hpr so okay okay i'm going to um basically sign off i'm going to keep everything running for as long as people want to use it and uh but i've got some life stuff to do yeah me too have a good day
Okay, nice talking to you. Is anyone left? Hello. Jakowski, is it? Yep. Looks like it's just you and me. There are a lot of people left there. I'm still uh, listening in, just being nosy. <laughs> I think I'm uh, not going to be here for much longer anyway, either. Bell's Widgets. Okay. That's cool. Don't need to turn it off. It's quite pleasant, isn't it? I'm not what? preoccupied, so I'm gonna jump off Mumble anyway. I'm gonna leave this running, so. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and good night to you. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.